Filled edition of the Arnie State Show. Now, Ass Family, let me just tell you this weekend has been a roller coaster of emotions. Rangers last week on Friday, and as you know, I've been following the Rangers all season. I've been following my entire life. I'm a lifelong Ranger fan. And, uh, Went to game three. Didn't know if anybody knew that or not, but I actually got to go to game three. Uh, Watched us lose. And then they proceeded to lose game four. And then Friday was game five. Game five started off kind of like the other games. Houston got out in front. And here come the Texas Rangers. Now, there's a feller on the team. Uh, Adolis Garcia. Now, I've been an Adolis Garcia fan for all three years that he's been with the team. He started with the COVID team, and I was like, this kid's a stud. And then uh, uh, Nathaniel Lowe grew on me because he looked like an old hard-nosed player, but he's he's dipped down a whole lot. But Adolis Garcia, El Bombay, because I, I love his nickname, El Bombay, I, I, I've been a fan of his for I, I, the guy's a stud. 
Guy's a fucking stud. Five-tool player, easy. And when he came up and he hit that home run off of that shitbag pitcher whose wife is Kate Upton, and the Rangers took a lead, there was a part of my soul that leapt and said, this is it. We're going to win game five. Game six won't be a problem. We'll have two to win there. No problem. Then something happens. And it's happened in the Metroplex a number of times. Uh, the, the most gut-wrenching feeling in the entire world. And that's when you have the game one and it's snatched away. Now... I will tell you that the four that come to mind, this game included, number four would be Jackie Smith, and I believe the 1978 or 79 Super Bowl, might have been 80, I don't know, where he dropped a pass in the end zone, and I mean, he was wide open, and the Cowboys would have beat the Steelers in that Super Bowl, but no, Jackie Smith had dropped the ball. By the way, the city of Dallas hated that man so much, he ended up getting traded. He's a Hall of Famer as a tight end, but he went in as a Cardinal because he hates the city of Dallas. And by the way, Jackie Smith, right back at you. Next gut-wrenching moment was 2011, the World Series, when we were one strike away two times. Two times? Thank you, Nelson Cruz. You're not playing deep enough, you asshole. Have I forgiven you yet? Not on your life. And then there is what was until Friday night, the most gut-wrenching thing that any fan of any team in this Metroplex knows, and it's just two words. The catch. I, I, I do, do, do I really need to say anything more? That is until that little fucking midget cheating bastard with a cork bat, Jose Altuve, comes up and hits the game winner, pretty much. They let 7, 8, and 9 get on, and then they did something only and Tommy and I saw, and if it's all over the internet, they got it from us first. But the Rangers ended up losing Friday night, and it was the most painful loss I've endured as an adult. This includes the Texas OU game just two weeks ago. Okay, okay. I'm having palpitations, people. I, 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 I didn't know if I could rebound from it. And then the Longhorns, they give me a shock this weekend. They damn near lose to Houston of all teams. They pulled it out in the end. Our quarterback's hurt. He's going to be out for three weeks. But have I stopped? I haven't stopped. Because we had game six last night. And the power of fandomness in the Metroplex came through last night. See, in game five, El Bombay hit a home run, and then they drilled him on purpose. Benches cleared. We lost our heads. Did that happen last night? No. 
No, we lived up to the, the immortal words of Rudyard Kipling. If you can keep your head about you, when all those around you are bragging about being men, but you're not, you then, my friend, are a man. It goes something like that. It's in that spirit. And that's what happened last night. El Bombay comes up last night after four strikeouts, winning the golden sombrero already. Rangers had about a two-run lead. It's 2-0. Here comes the pitch. Fucking grandioso slam, baby. We went to Denny's last night. Got that grandy, baby. And we have now forced the also great, amazing, incredible, second to none, game seven. I, I don't care who you are. I don't care what sport it is. Game seven is everything that sports is about. Win and you're in, lose, you're out. Woo! Am I fired up for tonight? A little bit. A little bit. I might have a heart attack or two today, but that's okay. You know why? Because I'm with you guys. So let's say some good mornings and let's get this goddamn show on the road, shall we? Colin, first one here. Grab his dick and twist it. Oh, my God. Oh, dick twist. Good morning, Colin. Jameson, good morning to you, my little man friend. Uh, Battleborn. If you don't chew Big Red, then f- you. Damn right. It says good morning, ass family. Keyless Chuck. I'm Chuck. He's something, isn't he? He really is. It says good morning, ass family. Happy Monday. Since I started listening to ass, Mondays have been about 18. All right. All right. Fantastic. Oh, there we go. There she is, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my lucky stars. The one, the only bratty kid is in the house. Now quit parking in the crippled spot. What you got ain't a disability. Just poor fucking judgment. Hey, you park there too. Jesus, you enjoy that parking. Come on now. Kale. I don't have an anger problem. I have an idiot problem. Says hello, all. Uh, let's see, uh, 68% better. Okay, that's what he meant by 68% better. All right, now I get it. House of Pain! Says, good morning, ass family. Different week, same story. Officials making questionable calls to gift teams win. Looking at you, Longhorns and Browns. Whoa, 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 whoa. Best word yet, game seven. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, if you would like to check, uh, the Houston Cougars were called for one penalty in the entire game. Well, the Longhorns had like 14. One penalty? Yeah, you're, and by the way, there's screenshots all over social media of all the holding calls that were missed against the Longhorns in that game. Look, the Longhorns should have blown Houston out. It was 21 to nothing, and nobody was thinking anything. And then Houston came back. Oh, I, I was not a happy goat. I was not a happy goat that day at all. Uh, Derek. Becca. Says, good morning, ass family. Becca. He says, I think I'm going to be a great day, but boo up Monday. Yes, indeed. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. Yes, it is. Chaz, man, says, good morning. Uh, good Monday morning, ass family. On the way to the company meeting. 
don't know what they've got in the way of Dr. States. Apparently not. I will have to educate them. Have the best possible, everyone. You too, my friend. Gold! Hey, yo! Hey, yo! Hey, yo! Says, wow, haven't heard this Bruce song in a long time. Happy Monday-ass family and Arnie. Uh, hey, Arn. Uh, one big fly deserves another, I guess. Grand slam for game seven. All hands on deck. Fuck Houston. Amen to that. Screw your freedom. Douglas. Says morning ass family. Raiders will always be trash with McDumbass's head coach. Fuck my life. No, you know what? Hey, you're absolutely right. And, and I'm not here to gloat on you. Douglas, you and I are simpatico. We are, because our problems are not the head coaches. Mark McCarthy's a fucking idiot. Dak Prescott. Hey, oh, by the way, by the way, the, the, the voodoo thing that Tommy and I came up with is that Dak Prescott was at the Ranger game Friday night, and they showed him on TV, and the team collapsed. It's Dak Prescott's fault. Tommy and Arnie said it first. Remember that. Dak Prescott's fault. I don't want him at any game in the World Series. I ban Dak Prescott from going to the World Series. If the Rangers make it. No, we're simpatico because it ain't the quarterback, it ain't the coach, it's the man in charge. Look, you're a goofy-haired fucking weird-ass owner. My old cosmetically fucking surgical fucking challenge face owner. They're ruining our teams. They're ruining our franchises. Ain't nothing we can do about it. It's their team. Mark Davis. Mark Mark Davis is just fucking. He's he's he looks like a surviving stroke patient. I mean, my God, hockey player. Good morning to you, my friend. Happy Monday, V Coop. I like to butt fuck fine ladies. Will I choke, hold a bitch? Well, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, says, go Rangers, Gibby! Holy Jesus. A jelly donut? Yeah, Gibby says, uh, happy Monday, ass family. Hope everyone has a great day. Hey, Cal. Hey, sassy Pammy, good you're morning. You're not just doing this to make your wife jealous, are you? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm, there you go. I hope you're doing well, hot mama. Fuck your mama. Oh, well, there she is. Good morning to you. Uh, Cowboys girl. We're not going to bow down and kiss the ring of the alphabet cult. No, no, we are not. Uh, says, good morning, ass family. Go Rangers, damn right. Sanchez family. Hey, yo. Uh, oh, that's the wrong one. Sorry. Um, free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty. We are free at last. My gosh, man, there's everybody here. He says, hey, now, shitbird. Well, hey, now. Ka, ka. It's the best I got. Uh, Scott. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime cow. Uh, let's see. Stink fist. Uh. Oh, first. Wait, wait. No, that's not what I wanted. I want this. I want this sound effect. It says, good morning, ass. On the bright side, my balls played one of the best halves I've seen all year. Unfortunately, they had to play the second half, too. I think they forgot. Yes, yeah, sadly. Um, but someone was there, uh, they were actually at the game, and they're right next to you, and they'll remind you. You're talking to the Rolex is. wearing, Woo! diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, Woo! wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. 
Herbert says, Stinkfist, I really enjoyed my cigar Saturday. <laughs> Good game seven day. You know what makes striking out four times okay? Hitting a grand slam. That's the only thing. And that thing was a bullet. Good Lord. That was the Concord he hit last night. Oh, man. The good Darren. Please be a fart. Please be a fart. Please be a fart. I should be fine if I don't push too hard. Good morning, ass family. Happy to start the week with Dr. St. Arnie States. Uh, good luck tonight, Rangers. Well, we need it. Christine! Christine! 16! Good morning, Arnie and ass family. Hope everyone had a good weekend. It's fucking Monday. Yes, it is. Victor, it's Monday. Go to school. Be a, a good student and learn something today. Would you, for the love of God, you're out! He's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, just a great I guy. And- I really am. Really, uh, very, very knowledgeable. He has I a am. tremendous memory. I do. And really enjoyed being with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Says, good morning, ass. I cannot take another weekend of sports like this, Arnie. Good Lord. I didn't get to watch Billions. I couldn't take it. Oh, they have announced that next week is the series finale. So there's one more to go. That's, I'm going to miss that show. That show's awesome. Uh, straight fire. Well, the freaking God. Says, hey, y'all, how the hell is everybody doing this morning? Uh, he's got to be the sickest man in the world. Yeah, there it was. There was Brad Sham calling that when Jackie Smith dropped that damn ball. And fuck Altuve and his little dog, too. Amen. Safety guy in the, the house. Safe like repair, safe like replace. Says, a good Monday morning, everybody. Mage! Around here, we speak American, okay, bud? It says, good morning, ass and AIG. Four more days and I get to come home to Colorado. They're finally trading you out of that Japanese prison camp, huh? Also, I watched the Longhorns game. Holy shit, that was a great game. It was not a great game. That game was nerve-wracking. We shouldn't have been that close with them. And how do you throw the ball on fourth and inches? How do you throw that? Dana Holberson, you moron. You bald-headed turd. Thank you for doing that, idiot. Good God. When he threw that ball in fourth down, I was like, this is why he will never amount to anything. Swoosh! <laughs> to the morning of that family, what a crappy sports weekend. You know, uh, actually, the uh, our, our football picks are in. Oh, man, going into tonight's game, boy, Joe and I had a rough week. Joe went 6-6. Six and six, I went 5-7. and seven. We both have the Niners tonight. Woof. That was rough. What a rough, rough fucking weekend it was in sports. Uh, College Station. The stars at night are big and bright. Good morning to you, Fred. Why can't car seats fit in the back of a Mustang? I don't know, Fred. Men can't have kids with other men. That is very true. Good morning to you, my friend. Ralphie. Like a pink nightmare. Says good morning, ass family. House pain. That spot at the end was total shit. Okay. I, I hey, uh, okay. I it, what what can we do about it now? I mean, I mean like I understand. And, and I would understand if you're a University of Houston fan how you could be upset at that spot. Hey, that's look. Hey, this is this, 
I, and, and, and I got this to last night. I have a lot of questions to start today's show. Today's show is going to be a, a lot of thought process shit going on. Um, I'm getting more and more on board with the, the computerized umpire in baseball game behind home plate. I got, I got to write this down. Hold on a second. Let's see. Uh, umpire, because I got to finish good mornings, and then we can start this home plate. Hopefully I'll remember that. Um, but, yeah, look, look, it's terrible. Fuck Mark Davis, too. Uh, who bites worse people, the Raiders hiring coaches or Biden hiring cabinet members? No shit. Uh, success follows some people and failure follows others. Thanks, Dak. Amen to that. Yeah, it was Dak Prescott's fault, I'm telling you. Adam J. Whoa. Good morning, amigo. Says buenos dias, Sarni. Buenos dias, mi amigo. Trash Panda. Oh, I love trash. Says, good morning, ass family. Checking in from SoCal's. We're about to go see the mouse and get my churro on. Arnie, on our way down here, we were lucky enough to get tickets last minute to see the Turnpike Troubadours for the first time. Holy shit, they were awesome. What a show. That is awesome. Congratulations, man. That is cool. Well, I'm jealous of you because I'd like to go see them sometime. Steve Scholes says, good morning, buddy. Good morning to you, Steve. Stinkfist says, glad you enjoyed it, Warbird. XX4 says, morning, and that spot was as bad as the index card. If an index fits, then the short is first down. Hey, look, it's part of the game. It's garbage. So let me get on this train of thought. Oh, by the way, Christopher, great job. You reviewed the uh, Flowers of the Dead Moon, or what, what What the hell's the name of this shit? Killers of the Flower Moon. The new Martin Scorsese movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. I don't know if he's going to have time to call in today and discuss this movie, because I watched it on Firestick, because I'm a big Scorsese fan, especially when he works with those two guys. It's usually gold. But I got a lot of questions about it. Before we get to that, though. Oh, shit, Sunday, I forgot to get that thing in there. It says, good morning, House of Ass. Good morning to you. Sunshine State. Gor- gorgeous. I will get that in today, I promise. Um, as a matter of fact, hold on a second here. Let, let, let's just do it. Let's record it because I screwed up. When the host screws up. Now, let's see. Uh, oh, there we go. Let's see. All right, get that thing here. And we'll go here. Go click on that. You had uh, m- moved to what do you call it? Denver. Oh, uh, the Sunshine State. On Denver. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> All right, there it is. It has now been recorded. Uh, let's see. Uh, edit. Let's see. Uh, send that on over. Choose. Uh, let's go. Email. Share. Can't just hit email it. Come on. And then send my name and then weird letters so I'll know it's a sound effect. And uh, boom. There it is. Uh, whoa. How? Why do I have to type in my entire name? Good Lord. That's stupid. It should remember me. Dumb computer. All right. So it's now been sent. It's been taken care of, Sunshine State. 
Sorry that I, I'm inept sometimes at my job because I forget stuff because I'm old now and decrepit. <laughs> so please, please forgive me. Um, does that movie end on a cliffhanger where someone is good or guy or a bad guy? What, this flower moon? Hopefully, Chris, let me get through this baseball thing, and then I'll talk about the flower puff moon thing. Um, watching this American League Championship Series has really opened up to my eyes, my eyes up to the fact that umpiring is completely inept. Behind the home plate. Look, out in the field, I, I still like umpires out in the field to judge ball or, you know, except when it comes to check swings because they're fucking stupid on that too. Everything that happens at home plate, and what they can do is they can shift it. If there's a runner that's going home, one of the live uh, action people can show up down at home plate and make the call safer out there. Because the strike zone changes for every, it, it, and and by the way, this is on both sides. This just this isn't just on me calling it for the Rangers. I've watched this, and it's amazing to me to see what they call a strike and what they call a ball. And I mean, the screen has a little square up on it now, and when the ball goes through the strike zone, it lights up red, that the TV can catch it, but the umpire goes ball. 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 Uh, It's driving me absolutely berserk. And I know that error is part of the game. That's why we'll just not have error when it comes to balls and strikes. Out in the field, fine. Bang, bang, plays at home plate, fine. Hell, if you even want to keep a fat fucking umpire behind home plate, what you do, and as I've seen this done, Eric Burns did a video on this. He did the entire game uh, with, with digital umpires, which I disagreed with. But the computer can make the call and, and then signal the umpire, and the umpire either raises right hand for strike or left hand for ball. I don't see the harm in that because I, I, I'm, I'm, I've grown tired of the strike zone in Major League Baseball. It, it, it befuddles me. It, it, do you know why guys like Jose Altuve hit so many home runs? First of all, he cheats. Secondly, he cheats. And thirdly, he says he's 5'5", five, five, but we all, look, look, if anybody has ever played sports that's listening to the show right now, especially you guys out there, we have all lied about our height. And when it comes to being announced in a program somewhere, we are always two inches taller than we say we are. Hell, I think in my last driver's license photo, I'm 6'3 now. That motherfucker says he's 5'5". That motherfucker ain't been 5'5 ever. He's 5'5 with them damn spikes on. And that's on his tippy toes. And the reason why he hits so many home runs is because he's a little bitty guy and his strike zone is itty bitty. You can't hit a strike on that guy. So you serve it up right down the middle, which would be a strike you'd hope they'd call. And he goes yah yah on it. 
get Enrico Palazzo. He called that game right down the middle until Reggie tried to kill the queen. <laughs> hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. Still one of the funniest moments in all sports when that was yelled in, in movies. I died laughing. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Now, now, let me get into this damn movie. It's Killers of the Flower Moon. All right. It's all about the Osage Indians in Oklahoma. And uh, I guess they struck it rich in oil there in the twenties in the in the in the glory days right after World War One. And this movie shows how people. Well, they, they, they fed on them, pretty much. I mean, you get these Native Americans who, it's, it's funny that South Park coined the phrase naive Americans because they were naive to the ways that the whites did business. Would you rather have a robo-strike collar on the challenge system they have in AAA? Process takes less than 10 seconds. It's pretty cool. I wouldn't mind that. That'd be okay. That's a great start. At least they have it in the minor leagues. But the problem is, and here's here's the big problem, House Payne. I imagine as a sports fan, you know what the problem is. The problem will be the umpires' union. There's no way the umpires' union will ever go for anything like that. Sanchez family says, spoiler. I'm not going to spoil anything. I, I, I'm just going to tell you, that's what this movie's based on, okay? And I don't know who the I don't know who the protagonist in this movie is, like the good person, because it ain't Leo, it ain't Robert De Niro, it ain't Leo's ugly Indian wife, because she just came off as a bitch the entire movie. So I don't know, because that's a, that's a staple. You need a setting, so they have the setting, you know, Dust Bowl, Oklahoma. They have a plot, killing people for money. There's a plot. But now you need a protagonist and an antagonist. Protagonist is the good guy wrestler. Antagonist is the bad guy wrestler. But we got mainly antagonists. So you ain't got nobody to root for. It's breaking. I'm breaking it down simple. I mean, this is as simple as it can be. I Here's the thing. I couldn't. Relate to any of the characters. Not that you need to relate to the characters, but you, you see something and you want to root for them or something. There's n- nothing about that on anybody in this movie. Like, it's, and it's like three hours and 40 minutes. I was so happy that my fire stick didn't have the wheels spinning throughout the entire thing. Otherwise, there would have been a seven-hour movie that I just didn't get. And look, I got i got to tell you, last 20 minutes, I fell asleep. And I even rewound it and tried to watch it again. I could, I could not do it. So I have to say, if y'all see this movie, y'all got to tell me about it. Y'all got to tell me what I missed. I'm hoping Christopher can call at some point today and say, hey, this is what you missed. Because, God damn, that movie, that movie was just, oh. But Christopher loved it. Check out his review. Give him an eggplant there uh, on all the social medias. Please, please, and thank you. Uh, thank you.
Now, a couple things I want to talk about before we get into the, of course, Israel and all that kind of good stuff that's going on. Um, over the weekend, Liz Cheney says that she might run for president. It looks like the Fed has just declared Boy, war on Americans again. Oh, wait, that's an ad. If it came down to it, even though you disagree with Joe Biden on almost every issue under the sun, other than maybe Ukraine and Israel, would you vote for him over Donald Trump? We're going to see what, what happens. We're going to see how things unfold. I think Donald Trump is the single most dangerous threat we face. I would imagine that there will be a number of other candidates. That's what I want to talk about. I'd like to talk about that statement right there about Donald Trump. Because I heard it again this weekend, and I finally thought about it. And I'd like to know, because, of course, this person is not a journalist. They work for CNN. Well, let's see. Let, let, let's see. Let me give them a bit the of a doubt. Um, Would you be one of I them? Think, I'll tell you what, I'm, what I am definitely going to do. I'm going to spend the next... Uh, year between now and the election, certainly helping to elect serious people, helping and, to and elect people. And a bunch people. of them. Um, okay, uh, so so of course this guy is this Jake Tapper. Uh, that that's who it is, Jake Tapper. That that big piece of shit. Okay, so the journalistic question is this, and of course nobody's going to ask it because there's nobody journalistic out there anymore. Um, can you explain why Donald Trump is so dangerous? Sanchez family says fag. Ralphie Biden is way more dangerous than Trump. Well, don't get ahead of me yet, Ralphie. Uh, I, I mean, uh, Trump is dangerous to the swamp and the establishment politics. Okay. Now, that's a thank you, safety guy. I appreciate that. But when they say it to the nation, what do you think they mean he's da- – I understand, and you guys are 100% right, that he's dangerous to the swamp. But how is he dangerous? Because there are people out there, and not Liz Cheney – or I'm sorry, Les Cheney. That's how we'll refer to her from now on as Les Cheney. Um, that claim the same thing, that Donald Trump is dangerous. And these aren't people that work in the swamp. So does anybody have an answer for me there? Not people that work in Washington. We're talking about these people that won't vote for Donald Trump because they say he's dangerous. What makes him dangerous? I'll wait. You know, while I'm waiting, we have data to go back on. So, you can say that between 2016 and 2020, oh, wait, wait, Christopher's on the line. Christopher, my man, how are you, my friend? Hey, boss man. How's it going? Uh, I have a little bit of time. I just dropped off my elementary kids, and I'm on my way to pick up my high school kids. Okay, so you got to explain this damn movie to me, because it seems like it's nothing but bad guys in the movie. 
it basically is uh, the victims. You have the you have the murder victims, and they're supposed to be the good guys, even though you it's hard to hard to relate to them. Right, um, well, because but, most of them are dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you're supposed to relate with with uh, with the, the the main family, the the four the four sisters and the mom. Right, but that daughter was a bitch. Like Leonardo DiCaprio's wife just came off as a bitch in the entire movie. To me. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, uh, but she's, but she's supposed to be the, the, she's the victim. Okay. In this whole situation. And then uh, Leo is just some cornhole kid that's getting played by his uncle. And then he plays other Okies that are stupider than him. Right. That's yeah. It's, it's a, it's a big conspiracy is what it is. It's, it's a movie about a, a murder conspiracy. Um, you know what, you know what this is? So, um, so, you know, I rated the movie an eight out of 10, right? right? Uh, and that's because I, I aggregate all of the aspects of the movie, uh, the filmmaking quality, the cinematography, all that stuff. I factor right. that all in and it's a great movie, but for a Martin Scorsese movie, an eight for him is kind of weak. Yeah. See that this is the part that I'm having the hardest time for is because We've been told this movie is phenomenal, this movie is great, this movie is this, and it's just kind of, huh. I no, mean, yeah. It's, I mean, a, it's a great movie because it's so well-directed and so well-acted, but but the story is so basic and plain. So the best way I can explain it is, so if this movie was done perfectly, if this movie was, was 10 out of 10 quality, it would be Fargo. Ah, well said. Okay. So Fargo is the ex- it's the exact same fucking movie. It's essentially, is what we're doing here. It's the exact same fucking movie. Fargo is a movie. It's a basic ass plot about a murder conspiracy, but it's 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 tight. It's shorter. It gets to the point. There's no wasted space in the movie. Thus, it's a perfect movie. So that's, Fargo is a ten out of ten perfect movie. Well, and and this, the, and they have great accents in it too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All all, all that stuff is you just adds, adds to the flavor. Oh yeah, you betcha. You betcha. <laughs> so essentially, what we have here is a very, very long, bloated version of Fargo. That's but not- it's still executed. As, as far as filmmaking goes, it's still a great movie. It's just my the, the main sin that it has. It's too fucking long. That's what it is. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate that, my friend. I hated it. I thought it was garbage. I told people to wait till it comes out on fucking ABC. And, and your, your your opinion's not wrong. I actually had I actually had that thought in the back of my head. I was like, ultimately, what, what we have here is this: is the movie's too fucking long, uh, and and that's why it loses points. But everything, every other aspect about the movie is is done incredibly well. You know what I would I would say would save this movie a hundred percent gag reel at the end <laughs> gag reel at the end which saved this movie oh, all, the, all the bloopers and shit yeah oh yeah just like the old Burt Reynolds you know cannonball run movies with Don oh, Deluise yeah. yes oh give me a gag reel at the end and I would see this movie again <laughs> oh buddy yes you are so right all right, Paul. I gotta get back to work. All right, my friend. Thank you so much for calling, uh, Christopher, our movie guy. Hold on a second. Let me let me do him, do improper here. You fucking whore. Fuck yeah, that's it. Go home. Get my dinner ready. 
So, yes, the, the flower moon killers of Oklahoma, I say, is a miss. But that's just me. Getting back to the question that I asked, um, how is Donald Trump more dangerous than Joe Biden? Uh, Trump is the most dangerous, not the guy who comp- uh, compromised crackhead's son, not the guy who threatened to withhold money if they don't stop the investigation into his son, not the guy that pulled out and got 13 soldiers killed, not the guy that is pretty much causing all Americans to live paycheck to paycheck with inflation, and certainly not the guy that is potentially getting us into war. Fuck that piece of shit idiot. The propaganda those two have been given is what makes them dangerous. They believe we had America closer to World War III than any president since World War II, and he hates anybody who's not a good old white male. I have had to have fun discussions with one of my adult early age family members about the nonsense they've been fed through the vastest social media outlets. He's orange, that's how. So let's take a look at this. 2016 through 2020. I do believe at some point there was a Middle Eastern peace accord that was engineered by that orange guy. By the way, he should have, and a lot of people said this on both sides of the ball, he should have won the Nobel Peace Prize. Let's remember that Barack Obama won a Nobel Prize nine days into his presidency. Nine days. Donald Trump issues a peace accord with I believe it was the UAE, and I'm not sure who else it was because I don't pay attention to them people. Um, But there was a peace accord site. Now, I'm sure that that's off the table now with all the shit going on, which we will get to. Speaking of that, there was no shit going on in the Middle East. There was no shit going on way over in East Europe on the Eastern Bloc. Was there? We were paying about $2 for gas. Our groceries were affordable. But I'm to believe that Donald Trump is more the most... What what, did she say here? Hold on a second. Let's get what this dyke said. Every issue under the sun, other than maybe Ukraine and Israel, would you vote for him over Donald Trump? We're going to see what what happens. We're going to see how things unfold. I think Donald Trump is the single most dangerous threat we face. More so than white supremacy? Or is that what you're saying? Because, you know, that's the, that's the, the talk in, of liberal town. Is there really white supremacy? If you think about it, the white man is being blamed for everything, and we've got this guilt problem in America. We're, we're standing down. We're shining people's shoes. And that's going to be the next topic that I get to here, based on the color of their skin because we feel so guilty for what we've done. How am I, how am I suppressing someone right now? Uh, eggs weren't $6 a dozen, No. Nobel Prize is a participation trophy for liberals. North Korea pajama man was MIA. China was flailing. Those are both true. Rocket man, he wasn't doing shit. China was underneath our thumb. 
yeah, they were still making a shit ton of money from us. Don't I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, but we controlled them. If you exclude housing, gas, food, and car prices, we've had the least inflation ever. <laughs> Helping broker peace in a long-standing thousand-year-old conflict is definitely less deserving than being black and a president in this world. Amen to that. So... <clears throat> I'm to believe that Donald Trump is more dangerous. See, this is where I wish people on the left could just really open their eyes and be honest. And I know it's hard, and and it would be hard for me if this was my party to be open and honest about this, but you have to be. We are on a track that is taking us into a giant war. Don't kid yourself. And in my humble opinion, ain't dick being done about it. I keep hearing Joe Biden saying, oh, we back the Israeli people, but we're still hoping for this and that in, huh? I keep hearing members of the squad going out and saying, well, it might not have been Israel, but these are still war crimes. Huh? Are we going to also charge the Palestinians war crimes for crashing that music festival? Oh, that's right. That's right. They're not a military. They're a bunch of terrorists, so they don't follow things like the Geneva Convention. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you want to fight this war. You see, do you know AOC? This is, the, this is the part that should scare every American that doesn't think about this. You remember how wars used to be fought? Go back William Wallace time. You'd line up on a field. You'd march all your people out there on horseback, on foot, big old swords, and you'd charge at one another. You'd fight on a battlefield. Now, they continued to do that throughout the Civil War and things like that. That was a part of it. But there was this fella by the name of George Washington. And he kind of led his troops on kind of a a guerrilla-type style warfare where we weren't on the battlefield with the British. We were attacking the British because we are at war, trying to defend our home. And lo and behold, what happened? We became America. Well, now, here we are showing up to these conflicts in our uniforms dressed ready to go, ready to get out on that battlefield, yet these terrorists hit us from every other side. Seems that they paid attention to what worked before. And you see... We have to go along with all this bullshit of the Geneva Convention and torture and things like that when they don't. Well, that's what makes us us. No, that's what makes us victims. That's what makes us suckers. I'm telling you right now, the gloves should be off. And by the, but and, and I'm talking about with Israel. You, you, there should not be, hey, we stand beside Israel. No buts after that. 
That little fucking twat waffle fucking Greta Thunberg. Did you see what she did on Friday? Old Greta's in a little bit of heat. Greta decided that she was going to take a little picture of herself with some friends. Let's see. One friend says free Palestine. One friend says climate justice now with Palestinian flags on there. Uh, another person, this Jew stands with Palestine, and then there's Greta with a stand with Gaza. And then there's this little stuffed animal that was a symbol often used in anti-Jewish propaganda during the Nazi era. Now, of course, Greta said, oh, I didn't know what was happening. I, I was just going along with it. I, I, I wasn't aware that there was fighting going on. Which, by the way, bullshit. Bullshit. You can't be in the news that much and not know the news. You just can't. Biden basically said over the weekend the war is good. He said we need to supply Ukraine with munitions and resupply with American ammo and weapons. Dude is bought and paid for. Trump is not a good person, but he was doing okay as president, mainly because he treated the country like a business and America was put first over everything else. Well... Here's the thing. America can't be a business because the business, uh, the first thing a business has to do is make a profit. So you can't run the country like a business, but you can make America first. And that's what he did. And I will agree with you on that. And by the way, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with America being first? Uh, U.S. backs Israel into a corner and forces them to lash out in self-defense and then blames them for the terrorists. It is amazing. Alicia! I took a dump at work. I pooped on the company dime. I took a dump at work. I do it all the time. The boss man takes my freedom and Uh, let's see, you can play full retard, Greta. He's dangerous for money laundering. What are you doing, Ukraine? Uh, sorry I'm late, but here, right to hear about Greta the pig did, and Donald Trump is dangerous, Arnie. Is he as dangerous as Joe Biden? Because from what I understand, Donald Trump is the most dangerous person walking on the face of the earth. How can he be the most dangerous person when he has no power? Because the power that he could assume? Well, he's already assumed that. And did he push any buttons? He put America first. So is that the dangerous part of him? I'd rather have a guy that puts America first. Because that means he's putting me first. He's putting us first. Isn't that... Don't other leaders do that? And they're cheered for it? Yeah, Greta's going to have a long way to go to walk this one back. Uh, someone wrote, uh, Somebody wrote and told Politico, whoever identifies with Greta in any way in the future, in my view, is a terror supporter. Well, and, you know, let's go along with that real quick, shall we? Um, 
just just re real fast. Let me let me clean out some things here. I was walking down. Uh, let's see. I was walking down the street, uh, and Donald Trump jumped out of the shadows and stole my wallet and hit me. Um, all right, let's get rid of Les Cheney here. Get rid of this. Go back to these stories here. Um, I want you to think about something here. Everybody pretty much in the world is confirming that Iran had their hands in the cookie jar with this attack that Hamas did. Everybody that is except the Biden administration. And we know that the guy that we offed a few years ago was the, the centerpiece, the director of this thing, who drew it all up and said what to do. So when you think about, oh, what about all the innocent people in Palestine? Well, those people aren't leaving. Well, they're not allowed to leave. Then rise up and take those people out of your way. Sorry if that's not in you. If that's not in you, then so be it. That's called that, that, That's the law of the jungle right there. But this isn't the law of the jungle here. If you side with Palestine, you're pretty much siding with Iran, a country who just as recently as Friday assaulted a 16-year-old girl. The Iranian police, the morality police, assaulted her for not wearing a mandatory hijab. The 16-year-old fell into a coma as she sustained severe injuries following a physical assault by female morality police officers in Tehran. It happened at a bus stop for not wearing her uh, hijab. Safety guy says sounds justified. She's dead. Because she didn't cover her head. And by the way, those were the women cops. But you go ahead and stay, hey, those Palestinians, they're okay. Sorry, can't go along with it. Thank you for perspective on pointing out that when you say is the most dangerous, it means currently what power does uh, he have now? Not in the past, potentially in the future. Awesome broadcaster, Dr. States. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, and, and, and we heard that in 2016, too, Chuck. We heard that he's going to be so dangerous. What was so dangerous between 2016 and 2020? Until COVID, of course. The game changer came out. Uh, he's dangerous. He's dangerous because he's a capitalist. All of these leftists are trying to progress America into socialism solely, but because socialism doesn't fucking work. When a capitalist is in power, all of a sudden the economy does better because capitalism actually works. Donald Trump is dangerous because his capitalism politics uh, policies had su uh, such a sudden and positive effect that it took a worldwide pandemic to wreck the game plan. The danger was people seeing with their eyes open 
what the results of each side's philosophy are. Very true. Well said, Christopher. Well said, my friend. And that's part of ruining the swamp. What's it going to take? Huh? Now, since I'm on this, um, let, let, let's stay on the Israeli thing. Ah. It happened this weekend. Dave Chappelle was on stage. Uh, he was doing his show. Uh, I believe he was in Boston. And he criticized the United States for backing Israel's war crimes against Palestinians during a live performance, which made people walk out. Now, he condemned Hamas and their attack, but blasted what he claimed were Israel's war crimes in Gaza, sparking some pushback from the crowd. Um, An audience member told Chappelle to shut up after he didn't think that people should lose their jobs supporting Palestinians. Uh, He also accused Israel of killing innocent civilians and committing war crimes. You remember in that one special that Dave Chappelle did? This big special where he came back and got all the trannies upset. Remember that one? When he talked about the group of people that you don't cross in Hollywood? I don't know if he actually said it, but we all knew what he meant. You do not cross the Jewish people in Hollywood. What you, You're going back on your own bit, Dave. I swear to God, like, like they, we are such a fucking soft community. I sent Tommy a text. I haven't heard back from him. I don't know if he agrees with me on this or not. Joe and I talked about this on Thursday, and I thought about it more this weekend when I saw the commercials for it. Um, flag football in the Olympics. Now, come on flag football and then they showed these people like playing flag it's flag football this is an intramural sport at best this gal's like oh i feel so good leading my home team of mexico into the flag football olympics flag football we're gonna we're gonna look up to flag football players Uh uh-uh No. No. That's just pathetic. Let's award people that can't do it for real when they play flag football. How about we have air baseball next year? Oh, I think that'll be huge. Or even better, the air guitar in the Olympics. Be attacked but not allowed to fight back. Fuck that noise. That's the part that I can't get past. What about all these war crimes at Palestine, who, by the way, is hiding the members of Hamas in their tunnels, which means their government's in cahoots with Hamas. 
Why are those not war crimes? Why are we not speaking out on that? Oh, this is wrong what they did, but these war crimes. What they did was war crimes. Fag football, yeah. You can't ever say anything negative about Jewish people ever. Talk shit about anyone else, but not the Jews. Not even Jew jokes are okay. No. If you're not a kid, you're playing flag fag football. If you're over 18 and you're playing flag football, you're just a fag. Can we call what it is, please, fag football? So I have a flag football team for my five-year-old so we can learn some basics. Yes, for five-year-olds, yes. Yes. Five-year-olds, absolutely. Grown adults, hell no. What kind of homo sauce are you? So we're paying $500 grocery bills, 60 bucks for half a tank of gas, losing jobs to illegals daily, paying taxes up the ass due to them and everyone else. And we're out there marching for two countries that have been at war for centuries. This is the fucking problem. Yeah, you're right. Waiting for eSports to be added. Oh, it's that's going to be very, very soon. That I'm not kidding about that. They've done stories. That, that white guy, Bryant Gumbel, who hosts Real Sports on HBO, they've had a number of stories. There are, there, are, there are schools, I don't know if it's every school yet or not, but colleges that are giving video game scholarships. They have, like, video games in schools. Oh, it's crazy. It, it, it's a, uh, like, here's the thing. We, we can't relate to it because we never thought it was cool to watch people play video games. We wanted to play them. And if we didn't get to play them, then we did something else. But these, these kids of today, they line up in droves and they sell out places like the Staples Center to see these people play video games. Very weird. What's next? Hide and seek in the Olympics? The only way the flag football would work is if they just recently retired NFL players to play. Even then, that's a stretch. What's next? Baseball without a bat where you call a hit and they pretend it's an actual hit? I love you all just saying it. 100% stink fist. Ukraine war wasn't working. Switch to Israel's and no one can criticize them. Perfect. New Olympic sport, bingo. <laughs> oh, we would dominate that. There's not a lazier society in the world that could dominate bingo. Flag football in the Olympics. Good gravy, Davy. Now... By the way, Israel's come out and they vow to cut off the head of the snake. Does that mean you're going to Saudi Arabia? Uh, let's see. As it launches a military attack against Iran if Hezbollah joins the war with Hamas. All right. Hamas, don't fuck this up. You're going to lose a lot of people. Now, this next thing I'm going to talk about, it could rub you the wrong way. And I understand if it does. But I think it's something that's worth talking about. I'm not saying I'm on board with it, but I I believe in our country. 
I believe in the laws of this country, and I, I, I still do. I still love America and what America's about. I'd rather watch flag football than seeing Taylor fucking Swift on my TV when I'm trying to watch football. Oh, I, uh, hey. Hey, let, let, let's just do it right now before I get to this. I turned the Chiefs game on yesterday because it was a national game. I don't have I don't have the package anymore because I already get all the Cowboy games because I live here. So I'm watching this. Of course, they show Taylor a couple times. I'm like, okay. Braddy Kid's watching. So I'm like, all right. She's excited. There you go. And then I saw something happen that pretty much ruined the rest of that game for me. Um. And it was when Brittany Mahomes, who is just so cringe, she's such a clout chaser, it's unbelievable. The only bigger clout chaser is Jackson Mahomes, and that's Patrick's brother, who, by the way, was in the box yesterday, and we'll get to that. It showed the two dancing and grooving uh, to some music that was being played, and I didn't really have a problem with that. That's what people do. No, it wasn't until the handshake. Yes, Taylor and Brittany Mahomes have come up with their own touchdown handshake. That does end with a chest bump. A very itty-bitty, titty chest bump. Uh, Arnie, download Sportsfire on your fire stick. You get everything, and it's free. Every sport, every pay-per-view. You can watch cricket in Bangladesh if you want. Holy shit, I can watch cricket in Bangladesh? Uh, Email that to me. Sportsfire TV. Are they in grade school? Their handshake should be butthole kissing. I I saw this and I just said, nope. I'm just going to wait for the Ranger game to start now. And then there was a scene where they started dancing. And Stink Fist, uh, or I'm sorry, Stackar. Says Jackson Mahomes felt so left out of the handshake he did, but there was another time where they were dancing, and it included her and, sadly, Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> oh, by the way, Swifties are just fucking livid about that this morning. Oh, news all over the world is reporting that Swifties are not happy that Jackson Mahomes, a sexual predator, who's, by the way, up on charges right now for predatory conduct, or whatever it's called. Taylor's partying with them. They're saying, Taylor, get away from them. They're bad. They're going to end up dumping their superstar man and start OnlyFans scissoring. Um... she should bend her over and start thrusting that <laughs> then that cowboy's that girl. Um, yeah, I think you probably, Kale, I think you'll probably do need a jailbreak. Look, it's easy jailbreak. 
It's super easy. Super duper easy. All you got to go to YouTube and watch like a 20-minute video. Or at least it used to be easy. I don't know. All right. Now I got that damn handshake talked about. Got that out of my damn fucking wheelhouse now. I want to talk about something that was talked about this weekend, and it's very, very interesting. Now, we all agreed that way back in 2020 in Minnesota, Officer Derek Chauvin went a tad bit too far with his victim, quote-unquote, George Floyd. This is the incident that caused the um, the calls for defunding the police because Derek Chauvin had his knee on the back of George Floyd's neck for 20 minutes. Well, it seems that the cause of death has been finally released. Of George Floyd. The medical examiner, according to the official autopsy, says George Floyd was not murdered. He died instead of what we used to call natural causes, which in his case would include decades of drug use, as well as the fatal concentration of fentanyl that was in his system on his final day. So this was not a killing. It was yet another narcotics OD in a county, in a country who, that records more than 100,000 each year. So, and, and by the way, the knee on the back, the knee on the neck, whatever angle it was, it was bad optics. We heard all kinds of stories about how bad Derek Chauvin was. We heard that, oh, it's still... And and by the way, yeah, I would say still police brutality. I, I, I don't know if I would go as far as to say it's brutality because if you've watched the entire video, you'll know that George Floyd walked about two blocks around before he complied, and they and he still didn't comply until that neck was on his knee. But when the official cause of death is an overdose, why is there a man serving 30 years in prison for murder? Now, if you want to go after him for police brutality, you go right ahead. You, 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 right ahead. Don't welcome him back on the police force? Okay, no problem. But how is it that the medical examiner and other doctors have all said died of drug overdose? Yet Derek Chauvin is serving for murder. Is this something, and a lot of people are starting to talk about this now that this has been released, 
Would you like to see the Supreme Court overturn this? That was personal. They were bouncers at a strip club together. George probably banged his chick. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Not all cops are good, but this cop does not deserve to be in jail. Wow, didn't see that happen. Literally told a friend after watching the whole video the first time, he said, this guy has some shit in his system, or he has a heart condition, or even a combination of both. And look at that. I know, isn't it crazy? The Asian cop that did nothing testified they went uh, too far as well. Of course he did, because he got a reduced sentence. Sounds like Chauvin needs to be released and retried. I don't think it was watching the tape, but their history does prove that it wasn't racism. There might have been animosity from pre... I don't care about the previous relationship. To me, none of that comes in. I mean, unless you want to say that's why he put his knee on there. He put his knee on his neck because the man walked around for fucking ever. They put him in a police car, and then he went out the other side. And George Floyd was not a small man. Now, did George Floyd deserve to die that day? No. V. Coop, what's up, my friend? Well, as a former law enforcement professional, I figured I'd weigh in on okay. this. Okay, uh, please do. So I don't think Chauvin should be like released, retried. He's still ultimately responsible because he had a duty uh, to try to save George Floyd's life, even if there was no saving it. Mm-hmm. Because when you go, when you put hands on somebody and you're arresting them, and something happens to them, like it is, it is your responsibility. That's part of making the decision to arrest a person. And in that situation, he needs to do something other than just put his knee and hold the guy down, which I will also say too, I will promise you, and I know they testified otherwise, but I also have personal experience with uh, law enforcement agencies protecting themselves and lying under oath in order to do so, in which um, their police chief got on the stand and said, this was not a trained tactic. This is not a tactic we use or endorse or yada, yada, yada. That guy's full of shit. I will promise you that's the exact tactic they were teaching people where because of fentanyl, if you believe they are overdosing, you are to do exactly what Chauvin did. And so in that in, in that regard, I would say he, that's a defense for him, but it's still he's still not off the hook because he forgot the basic fundamentals of being a police officer, which is when you have somebody in your custody, you are responsible for their safety. And he should have, if they couldn't get an ambulance or a fire truck to him, he should have thrown George in the back of his car and tried his best to get him to a hospital. Okay. I Look, I, I, I'm not going to disagree. Let me ask you this. Should he be there for murder? Should he be no. there as long as he's going to be there? No, they should absolutely reduce the charges and okay. the sentence. Okay. I, I'm cool with that. I, I, I'm very, very cool with that. But now let me ask you a question. Is not a former member of law enforcement, and thank you. Thank you for everything you've done, V. Coop, in your life. This country owes you a lot, my friend. Um, Do you think that the likelihood of this is ever going to see the light of day? See, um, I might have something like this on my prediction list for next year. Okay, 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 (laughs) all right. Because let me just tell you, as soon as this court case is announced to reduce his sentence 
it's going to be the summer of 2020 all over again. Oh, yeah. I, I, people are going to lose their fucking minds. Oh, and don't think that it's just going to be like Republicans or the right that's going to have him release. Like the left will absolutely push for this if the timing is right. And they, and again, they can do the summer of 2020 all over again, get people all up in arms and get people to vote for Democrats again. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I look, I, I just, I, I see this story and, and I heard about this and it's, it's just a very fascinating. It, to me, it's very fascinating to see where it's going to go. Oh yeah. Cause when I first saw the, like when the whole George Floyd thing happened and I first saw the video, very first thing I thought watching that was, yeah, this is this is training and this is shit training that this guy's doing, and uh, and my second thought was he's absolutely going to go to jail for this. Yeah, and well, you were right about that. So, V Coop, thank you, my friend. Oh, no problem. All right, buddy. See ya. Um, I look. Do I think that they should charge him with what he deserves to be charged with? Absolutely. Will America fucking go up in flames if they do? Absolutely. Uh, Alicia says, is that also the same rule in this state? I know they're supposed to call EMS here if there's a need, but if someone is wilding out, you also have to restrain them. Okay. Uh, Exactly. The only thing he fucked up was he had the duty to be the best him alive, and he didn't do that. Uh, Like when that dude got shot 13 times in the back after violating a restraining order and going for a weapon in his car. Then BLM tried to make him a saint when he was a child molester. Oh, yeah. Fiery, but mostly peaceful. Yes, that's what the, the summer of 2020 was. Fiery, mostly pe- uh, uh, peaceful, though. Now, it's interesting that we've talked about this because this led us into our last story of the first segment here. A member of the far-left squad. uncharacteristically declared Friday this. This is Summer Lee. And I hope and pray that when we enter, when we exit this crisis, we will be able to say resoundingly, yes, we did enough because we spoke through the noise and we stood firmly in our belief that all lives do matter as they say. Whoa, what did she, what did this racist just say? When it was our turn and that each and all lives do matter stood firmly in our belief that all lives do matter. Whoa, 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 whoa. She is a racist pig. Even though she's a black woman from Pennsylvania, she had the audacity to say that all lives matter. Well, You've got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. I cannot put up with that kind of racism in in Washington, D.C. That's disgusting. All lives matter. Isn't it funny? What are we now? Three years removed from all this happening? Sacramento, you'll know this name. Grant Napier. Grant Napier, who was a dog shit broadcaster. An even bigger dog shit human being. 
someone who I despised, who also despised me, because, well, he couldn't rise to the top. Because, you see, that's what the cream does. Oh, yeah. But I will say this. He did not, He was done dirty. Now, I, there, there are many people that I wish to get fired, and I wish, I, I hope, and I, I was hoping that his ratings alone would get him fired. But was, it was when he got trolled by a big fucking crybaby who used to play for the Sacramento Kings, DeMarcus Cousins. The biggest crybaby in all of professional sports history. And out of nowhere, he tweeted, and this is right when BLM was taking off. Hey, Grant, what do you think of Black Lives Matter? And Grant tweeted back, hey, DeMarcus, good to hear from you. I think all lives matter. And within 24 hours, Grant Napier was fired from the Sacramento Kings, even though DeMarcus Cousins no longer played for him. He was fired from the radio station in Sacramento. Now, I know he's working now and things like that, and that's too bad that he's working because he is an awful broadcaster. But, uh, man, oh, man. Hey, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, I'm sorry. It's Alicia. Hey, what's up? Um, so I have a really funny story about DeMarcus Cousins. Okay. I, all right. So, um, one of our old teammates, a bunch of them used to uh, bounce at this really ghetto ass bar in downtown Sac called Polaris. Well, uh, the head guy there, um, who is also used to be one of our coaches, uh, you know, ran, ran all the bouncers there. And he said, he was telling one of our, one of our buddies, Hey, if anybody comes in here, don't take any shit, make sure they stay to the dress code, blah, 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 no hats, all that. So, so, uh, Danny, who who the the new guy was uh, was uh, starting gets this you know big tall super tall over six foot black dude that comes in with this entourage. Well, he's telling him he's like, hey motherfucker, take the hat off, and he's like he's like no man, I'm not doing that, and he's like no, I said take the fucking hat off. He's like bro, I'm Demarcus Cousins. He goes, I don't give a fuck whose cousin you are, and then cracked <laughs> him in the face. Oh my. <laughs> and started a big-ass brawl. Like, he had no idea who this guy was, but that just made it even better. And everybody was like, Danny, you don't think, like, you're in Sacramento. You don't think some, like, over-six-foot-tall black dude comes right? in with, a, with an entourage might be, I don't know, an athlete? Yeah, or, or at least a rapper by choice. <laughs> you know, he, he's got some clout. He, he's rolling deep. Oh, my God. So it was so funny. As soon as you said DeMarcus Cousins, I was like, ah! No, biggest <laughs> biggest fucking crybaby in the league. He really is. He is quite a puss. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I'll let you go. Continue your story. All right. Thank you, Alicia. Um, but yeah. So t- he he answered the tweet with "All Lives Matter," and he was fired for it. And now we have a representative of the United States of America. Who? How dare she? A big moment of truth. Uh, no, I don't want that. I want I want my story back again. I want to hear what this broad has to say. Now, God damn it, I, that was not my story. This is about Summer Lee and what she has to say. Come on, girl, speak up. Speak your truth. 
And I hope and pray that when we enter, when we exit this crisis, we will be able to say resoundingly, yes, we did enough because we spoke through the noise and we stood firmly in our belief that all lives do matter, as they said when it was our turn, and that each and every one of them is precious. So, hmm. By the way, Eon Omar is standing behind her and shaking her head, yes. Um... Why did 9-11 Jumper get fired from a security job? Because he didn't he didn't bounce. Can you imagine Grant and dog shit? Do- oh, well, God. Grant and dog shit would be a perfect. They, that, they would just have to call that the ego show. Oh, all right. 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. Hit me up on Mixler. Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, Some have said, down through history, if you last, it's a mystery. But I guess they don't know what they're talking about. From the mountains down to the sea, you've become such a habit with me. America, America. Well, I come from down round Tennessee, but the people in California are nice to me. America, it don't matter where I may roam, tell you people that it's home, sweet home. America, America. And my brothers are all black and white, yellow too. And the red man is right to expect a little from you. Promise and then follow through, America. All the men who fell on the plains and who lived through hardship and Could not find in a war 
Yeah, I like 
two-day-old burrito On a lukewarm beer to go On a Sunday side of a road trip weekend Lordy, I was feeling so low When somebody flipped on a jukebox And I heard old Bob Will say Well, won't you stay all night? Stay a little longer So I held on another day Everything will be just right down here in Texas Man, there ain't no doubt You just listen to me Cause I know what I'm talking about But yeah, I like Texas Well, ain't it fine here I like to pick my guitar down at Stubbs Barbecue Drink that shiny box beer Yeah, I like Texas talking about MarnieRadio.com The biggest podcaster around Not necessarily in listeners and downloads I just mean he could stand to hit the treadmill every once in a while Jesus man, you ever hear of a salad? No? Alright the Arnie State Show. Call 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Welcome back to the big show here on a Monday. I know it's a Monday. It's gloomy outside, but that's all right. We are gaining through it. If you missed the first hour in 43 minutes, come on, man. Got to be here when it starts. No, you don't have to be. You can always go to ArnieRadio.com, download it there, become a member, $4.99 a month. It's the biggest bargain in all of the internet. It rives. And I'm wearing my shirt. Niggas for Trump 2024, and I mean that. Yep. She does. Good morning to you, Arise. Hope you're doing well this morning. Now, in the previous hour and 44 minutes, we've discussed a variety of topics from Israel to Black Lives Matter. All the things that are happening in our world today, yet we have not talked about in, I would say, well, since the Hamas attack started, What's going on in the Joe Biden cases? You know, the stuff that's probably going to get him impeached and kicked out of office that we're not talking about. No, no, don't look here. Well, it seems the Republicans still haven't forgotten about it as they reveal a $200,000 direct personal check from James Biden to Joe Biden that shows clear proof that Biden had an influence in the family business. 
James was able to receive the loans that he got based on representations that his last name, Biden, could open doors, which meant the vice president was getting paid for saying, yes, you can use my name on this, which, by the way, is a big, giant no-no. But it's so strange that not one, but two wars have broken out since all this. We have one of the biggest union groups out on strike in America. The Rangers are about to go to the World Series, but we're not paying attention to this. But the news says there's no evidence. Even though they have canceled checks, they have the bank records. The the news is complicit. I can't wait for somebody. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's a fucking liberal reporter. I don't care if it's a conservative reporter. I don't care who it is. Somebody needs to go back to the fucking bowels of journalism and simply do one thing. This is all they ever have to do when being a journalist. Do your fucking job. Find the truth and report it. Don't find the truth and then hide it up due to the highest bidder. That's not journalism. That's capitalism. That's blackmail. You as a journalist, your job is to uncover the truths of society and then report it to society. But you haven't done that in a long, long time. And every single one of you, minus Peter Ducey and the African fella in the press room, all need to be fired. Fired, and I would say even, I, I, I would, I, I, if I could figure a way to charge you with a crime, I would. I would want you all in prison. Every single one of you, down to the fucking pages or interns that are running your, your, your news stories for you. I want them all gone. Start over. Clean slate. Get people that are willing to report the truth, no matter who it hurts. Why? Because it's truth. Seems treasonous. Okay, I would love to. I, I, would, I would charge all these people, every reporter. Gail King, Michael Strahan, treason. The boogaloo is coming. I hope so. I hope the boogaloo is coming. And by the way, all it's going to take is for either one or a handful of real journalists to be cited and noted, and then it will take off. Because these people that are complicit now, they're going to want to save themselves. We all know who they are. The Anderson Coopers of the world. Scott Pelley's of the world. Chuck Todd's of the world. You're all going to scurry back to try to get into position to where you're reporting the truth. We all know that you're ready. You're, 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 you're lying. 
We all know. You're going to Hooskow. See ya. You guys are on the first bus there. Because you've been lying to us. You've been feeding us a bill of goods. And by the way, I don't care what the truth is. You can come out, and if you're reporting something that's a news story, that's for somebody who I admire, I don't care who it is, whether it's Donald Trump, George Strait, I don't care. As long as you're factual and you're not tearing him down or her down, you're reporting the facts that you have in the case, you're not speculating, nothing I can say. Nothing I can say. It's funny when when they want to bury somebody and, and whenever that, that person does something really, really big to fuck up, and if it's there some if, if it's that's a somebody that they want to bury, they will go out of their way and bury the shit out of them. People like Andrew Dice Clay. People like Chris Farley. I don't know why everybody wants to... Look, Chris Farley had a lot of demons. He was a fat guy. And I wish his life didn't end the way it did. Tragically, on a drug overdose while he was at his fucking heaviest. It's an awful story. There shouldn't be anybody pointing this out and, oh, well, this is what Chris should have done. It's what Chris did. It's the end. And it's very sad. It sucks. We lost a true comic icon. I don't like these uh, these shows that are out there now. These uh, these uh, the last twenty four hours of dot dot dot. Like if it's the last twenty four hours of somebody who like like Whitney Houston. Okay, that one that one's almost interesting. But like the last twenty four hours, and they did one on Edward Van Halen. And he died of cancer that he had, a cancer that was wrecking his entire body that fucking tore him apart. But you want to equate it to drugs and alcohol that he might have done in the 70s, but you need to report that. Why? Because that's salacious. Hey. Hey. I lived during that time. I wanted to win the MTV's Lost Weekend with Van Halen so bad. I was too young to win it, though. I've heard the stories about all the cocaine, all the alcohol. And that's rock and roll. If you don't think people in rock and roll are doing drugs, then it, it would it would honestly it would be honestly as stupid as you going to a club thinking nothing was gonna happen because You're in a nightclub for God's sake. What do you yeah. think's gonna happen at a nightclub? People are drinking and doing drugs? Yeah. There are women there and uh, and then people have guns. So yeah. anyway, go ahead. But this is once again going to that fucking idea. And I don't know when it started in this country. This idea that we lie to ourselves. Oh, my favorite artist never used drugs. Come on. Come on. My favorite artist never did anything like this. I hate the fact that Stone Cold Steve Austin hit his wife. I can't I can't condone that. But I'm not gonna say, oh, he didn't do that when there's reams of evidence that he did. He's a piece of shit. Laid hands on a woman. There's no respect for that. Now, do I still like him? I still like him, but I think he's a piece of shit for that. 
Hockey player says, just like House of Cards, they would disappear if they report the truth. Yeah? Boy, that was a great show. Now that Kevin Spacey's out, they need to give us another season of that to make up for that last season. Because that last season of House of Cards was horseshit. You want to see how to do a last season? Watch that TV show, Billions. Man, oh man. Holy shiitake mushrooms. All right, so so we aren't paying attention to Joe Biden and his treasonous ways. Okay, great. Well, let, let's pay attention to celebrities then, shall we? Okay, because that's what's important to us. Hey, I do it. I, I don't care. Um, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt is issuing a groveling apology for insensitive language calling random chili server enormous during a talk show interview in 2012. So we went out for dinner at this but at Chili's, I think, which is the only restaurant I love available. Chili's. chili's amazing. You've been to Chili's? Man, yeah. when you go to Chili's, you can see why so many of our American friends are enormous. Because <laughs> I, I ordered a starter once and it was like four mini burgers, and they were yeah. as big as proper burgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the girl who was serving me was enormous, you know. Um. Uh. Why is she issuing a groveling apology for for saying something that she didn't name anybody? She the the girl that served her a long time ago is going to be watching the Jonathan Ross show. First of all, let, let's remember the Jonathan Ross show is in Great Britain. Secondly, I don't think they have a bunch of chilies in Great Britain, do they? Blunt saying someone was enormous set folks off into a tizzy so much so she felt compelled to issue an apology. I just need to address this head on. My jaw was on the floor watching this clip from 12 years ago. I'm appalled that I would say something so insensitive, hurtful, and unrelated to whatever story I was trying to tell. Just a reminder, she used the word enormous. She didn't call the anonymous server fatty, boom, batty, or a slob. She says enormous. I've always considered myself someone who wouldn't dream of upsetting anyone, so whatever possessed me to say anything like this in that moment is unrecognizable to me or anything I stand for, and yet it happened and said it, and I'm so sorry for any hurt I caused. I was absolutely old enough to know better. Well, if the bitch is enormous, the bitch is enormous. God damn. You know, let's just stop the fucking presses here. You know what? I wasn't going to cover this, but I'm going to cover it now. Uh, I was very excited about a, a new movie that was coming to Netflix last weekend. It was called Old Dads, and it stars Bill Burr. And Bill Burr's a stand-up comedian who I love because Bill Burr is just fucking offensive and rude as hell. And this movie starts off with Bill Burr being his typical Bill Burr self. 
And it shows the atrocities of this world and how people are so awful. And they use this guilt and they use this shame against you. And then your family starts to use it against you. And instead of standing up to it and fucking squashing it down, you give right into it. By the way, old dads sucked. All because of the ending. Fuck you. That was such weak, woke horseshit. I will call Bill Maher or Bill Burr out on this shit. That was weak. Why I, I don't want to ruin the end of the movie for you in case you want to see it because you like Bill Burr, because there are some very funny parts in it. But you know what? Hey Bill Burr. You got a butthole? That should be the next di- that that should be the title of your next tour. Love Bill Burr. You think the Adele sized waitress likes him too? Enormous like Adele. There we go. All right, here it is. Hello. It's me. I was wondering if after all these no. years you'd like to meet No, I don't want to meet you. Saw him this last summer. He sucked and he was leaning the woke way. <sighs> Look, man, he's making real money now. I understand why I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Proves that he's nothing more than a sellout just like Larry the Cable Guy. Who, by the way, is not from the South. Bill Burr's supposed to be in Reno this weekend. I want to go see him, but I'm broke. Uh, none is buying my butthole picks on OnlyFans. No one's buying my butthole. And nobody's buying them, Fred? Jeez. I used to really, really like and respect Bill Burr because he was just so angry. And that's what made him great. Now he's buying it back. And he buys it back in this movie. And it's just like... Oh, man. Just come on. The battle is slowly being lost. Bill Burr was a frontliner. Though I tell you what, if Ricky Gervais fucking goes that way, I'm going to be lost. I saw a video recently at, at some comedy club. It was a backstage and I guess somebody had a Kobe Bryant joke, right? And this was in L.A. and probably about a year ago. And the guy's sitting back there, and this other guy walks in, he's wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey, and he looks at the guy, and he goes, Ari? The guy goes, yeah. And he looks at his buddy, he goes, hey, is he, is, he, uh, is he headlining tonight? Headliner's the big deal. That's why people are buying tickets to the bars, because they want to see the headline. And he goes, well, there's no way I'm hosting tonight. And a host is... Host is an MC. That's all they are. They get paid a little bit to, to host a show. He goes, there's no way I'm hosting tonight if this guy's here. It's either him or me. And they pick the host over a Kobe Bryant joke. The guy goes, well, I stand with Kobe. So you're a comedian that got offended at something a comedian said. Now, you see, there's a special place in hell for you. Because 
Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. Sorry. No. You can't have it that way. You can't be an offensive, raunchy comedian. You can't go up on stage, and and which, by the way, is the last... I have to say, it is the last true place where the First Amendment can live. Why even Kobe isn't standing? Uh, what did Bill... It, it's not what he said, uh, Kale. It's kind of what he did in this movie, Old Dads on Netflix. I, I, I really did not like the ending of it. It's time for that guy to go back to his day job as a tampon checker. Um... See, this is the unwritten rule of comedy. There are places you can go, and then there are places that you can't go. It is not It is not the Wild West when it comes to comedians saying whatever they want to say. Now, they can, and you're going to have to worry about what the backlash of the audience is and probably other comedians around there. The N-word does not get used by white people on stage. Thank you, Michael Richards. Thank you, oppressionism and and slavery for that, too. Um, But that's a word that's not used. And by the way, anybody who uses it and then tries to, you know, ride under free speech, you're a moron, okay? You are a, a complete moron. You can go so far. You can tell dead baby jokes in some places. Now, the problem is, is your audience. You can have a hundred dead baby jokes written ready to go, and in some places it's going to do well, in other places you're going to shit the bed. So what you try to do is you try to make this mass appeal type thing to where it's funny to everybody, which is very, very hard to do. Now, sometimes you're going to make fun of other people. Well, so be it. I remembered the joke today. Uh, I, I put two jokes up on the TikTok. One's a, a Houston joke. Uh, how do you uh, how do you castrate an Astros fan? Kick his sister in the chin. And the other one was I came up with it on the air last week. Why did they never release the Jared Fogle doll? Because it was too kid friendly. No, won't shit the bed. Dead babies. There you go. Burr went uh, woke since his Netflix special uh, live from Red Rock. Hey, he's playing the game now. Good for him, I guess. But we lost another great comedian. Look at Dave Chappelle this weekend. Dave Chappelle goes out there. And criticizes Israel, and people get up and walk out. Now, I'm not saying that Dave Chappelle should never perform again. But you see, that's the reaction. People got up and they walked out. Good for them. And if they choose never to see Dave Chappelle again, you're allowing the market to decide. More power to you. I don't think that any Israeli groups should go and show up at his show and protest him or do anything like that. Y'all got that much time? You really have that much time? Let the market decide.
because the doll would play with his kids. Uh, this is just sad for Emily Blunt. Oh, blimey, so I have to apologize. I can't believe I called this enormous broad enormous. Oh, wait, shit, I did it again. By the way, it, it, by the way, some random chilies. You didn't say what town you're in. Who knows what chilies you go to, hon? You went to a chilies. Chilies used to mean next to fucking Denny's. There used to be so many chilies in the world or in America. I don't know if they got them outside of America. And by the way, chili sucks. I said it. I ain't taking it back. Chili sucks. Oh, they're changing of the menus. They got rid of their chicken fried steak. Hold on a second here. Let, 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 let's make sure we get this right. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. You won't make your burger, burgers under medium well. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. You got all this weird shit on your menu. Hey. Not that many people like salad. Dummy. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Why are, why are my emails on? I don't want my emails on. Chili's is a step above Applebee's. Barely. It used to be. It used to be like the Target to Walmart. What would be the equivalent of fam- a family-type-style di- dining restaurant that's Kmart? Because Chili's has gone way downhill. I remember when Chili's was a shit. Hell, I'm old enough to remember when Chili's served chili. The very first Chili's was on Greenville Avenue here in Dallas, and we used to go there. And we got Chili. Chili's is horrible. No need to apologize. But 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 Arnie, I want my baby back, baby back ribs. You fuck that. You, you know what, Chili's? Fuck you and passing off that tripe is barbecued ribs. How dare you? I live in the barbecue capital of the world. How dare you try to give us that garbage? Last time I went to Chili's, my chicken was raw. It was still laying eggs, and I showed it to the waitress, and she goes... You want to cook more? <laughs> no, I, I, I'd like to die tonight. <laughs> I haven't eaten there since the local one had a rat outbreak. TGI Fridays was Kmart. Now, see, Mr. J, got, good morning to you, Mr. J. I haven't seen you on here yet. Sorry about that. Hold on. Mr. J, that is his name, and all wild DJs he will tame. I like TGI Fridays. I did. I liked them, man. Their potato skins was good. They had them tostada nachos. Well, yeah, you call them McRib ribs. Well, yeah, it's a it's a rib sandwich. See, ribs have to have bones. See, the McRib is a rib sandwich. It's the most important sandwich known to mankind. It's the McRib. We are look, look, we are only a few days away from the McRib coming back. And true happiness setting in. It's really disappointing that Chappelle said that. I support Israel. My brother-in-law is Jewish, and that makes me uh, my two nephews Jewish too. My poor sister is scared to consider. 
whether they may go to school if they decide to go to college because of all the pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas bullshit going on all over the place. Bill Maher spoke about that this weekend on Real Time with Bill Maher. And I got to tell you, Bill Maher dropped the hammer on all the Ivy League schools. He hammered them. Because this pro-Palestinian thing that's happening in the upper, upper education is disgusting. I don't want innocent people to die. First of all, let me just go ahead and say that on, but real quick, it's hard for me to call those people innocent and not complicit. They know exactly what's going on. They hate Israel more than anybody, and they think Israel owes them something. And that's why they don't say two fucking words when Hamas or Hezbollah goes in and murders innocent Israelis. Once again, they did not attack army bases. They did not go after infrastructure. They killed innocent civilians in Israel. But Israel's a bad guy because they blew the shit out of the Gaza Strip. Those are war crimes. It doesn't pass the smell test, people. Your bullshit does not pass the smell test. The end. <sighs> now, let's put everybody in a good mood, shall we? And by the way, uh, by the way, uh, th- I cannot wait to do this story here. Because we have an update on somebody we've been following a lot lately. Oh, boy. I'm very excited about this. A Britney Spears update, baby, from her book. Comes out, I believe, tomorrow. tell you what you can do, Brittany. Uh, Brittany Spears' new book has revealed that the only reason why we anybody ever looked up to Justin Timberlake has been nothing but a facade and a lie. Saying that she lost her virginity before Justin Timberlake. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Mm-mm-mm. Brittany reveals that she was only 14 when she gave it up to a 17-year-old best pal of her elder brother, Brian. What's this fella's name? Oh, here he is. Here's Brian. Oh, that's Brian Spears. That's her brother. Well, I want to see this guy. This guy is our hero. This guy did it. He deflowered her, not Justin Timberlake. You can't bring sexy back. Your whole facade of sexy is gone. Take it away. We used to admire you, Justin. We we, we, we forgave you for your curly-headed fuckness because we were like, hey, he deflowered Britney Spears. Got to give it up to him. When it was all a lie. And you 
knew it was a lie. You son of a bitch. Uh, they weren't just killed. They were brutalized and tortured. Very true. Sorry. Uh, by Arnie the book for a live reading. Was it her dad? 14, Jesus, that's so young. Not in Louisiana. Shit, there are kids having grandchildren at 14 in Louisiana. Aye, down in the bayou. Got to learn him, learn, learn him how to gator hunt. Oh, man. It was a hoe for show before Justin. Well, my Justin Timberlake poster comes down today. Damn right it does. Oh, wait, wait. Is this her reading? The haunting season is upon us. Transylvania Haunted House Park is ready. That's not what I wanted. Haunted House Park. Who wants that? A Haunted House Park? All right. I, I'm not getting a picture. That's why I'm not doing it. I think you can't make it through all three. Okay, there we go. Skip ad, yeah. It's coming. My story on my terms at last. Are you ready? Britney Spears, the woman in me. Oh, I'd read that motherfucker on the air. Oh, we, 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 I, I would read it, and then I, I would try to read it in like two days because I don't think that's going to be much of a... Uh, a tough read. Uh, well, it, except for the spilling of DNA, it, that would that would probably get in the way, and the pages stuck together. But but I would read this just to, to bring some excerpts to you. Fourteen years old, how Louisiana of her, and the world was one bad pullout away from no Britney ever. No shit. Well, her daddy was probably all hammered, fucking putting on her mama. Oh, there's also, oh, Alicia, we covered that last week. I know that you're super busy now. But, yes, the, the, the throw Justin under the bus tour that started last week started with the fact that she got a, a pregnant when they were 19. He didn't want to be a daddy, so she's throwing him completely under the bus. And then she threw him under the bus again talking about how he cheated on her. This is a woman that does not like Justin Timberlake anymore. God bless you, Britney Spears, for making our lives better, for enriching us, for taking our minds off of Israel, for taking our minds off of Taylor Swift and Britney Mahomes hanging out, doing weird handshakes together. When we think of you, Britney, we think of you losing your mind on video now each and every day and then revealing the truth about your fucked up life. Oh, I'm just going to say this right now. I'm going to go out on a ledge and say there's going to be a part two to this book. Because we're going to have to hear about the Federhofer years. How much smack or fucking hair on was she on during the Federhofer years? Now, one more revealing fact from the Britney book. Do you want to know how Justin Timberlake broke up with her? She cheated on Justin. I thought, well, she did, but he cheated also. 
Brittany says that she received a two-word text message from Justin saying, it's over. While she was working on the video for her overprotected, or overprotected uh, Dark Child remix during a grueling 24-hour shoot session. So he broke up with her via text message. Ooh. Boy, that is low down. That 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 that's low down. Boy, you are you are lower than a snake's belly in the mud. You knocked this girl up, you told her to get an abortion, then you cheated on her, and then you broke up with her in text form. You bet I, I I'm gonna tell you right now, you better be packing a Ron Jeremy. Cause your singing and dancing ain't all that good. Okay? That guy spent the 2000s telling every drunk in the bio how he took Britney's cherry. Oh, God, yeah. No, no, you didn't. She was with Justin Timberlake, bro. This guy needs to have a round of cocktails bought for him at every bar in Louisiana now. She needs to start her OnlyFans sooner rather than later. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now. If Britney Spears started an OnlyFans, it would break the Internet. It would break the Internet. Now, I'm not going to go on there because I don't believe in paying for pornography. I'll just wait for all this free, free screenshots that come out afterwards. If Elvis can do it, wait, Justin's no Elvis. You're goddamn right he isn't. Oh, I'm going to tell you this right now. There are all kind of bad stories about Elvis. There's all kinds of stories about fucking Robert Plant and all these people, all these rock stars. They're rock stars. They're degenerate people. Don't care. I'll tell you right now, if, if, if Elvis was around in Britney Spears' era, fucking Elvis would have fucking tagged that. Elvis was the king. Elvis was nailing Ann Margaret when Ann Margaret was the fucking hottest thing on the planet. Don't even kid yourself. Does this book get turned into a movie? It does in my house. Oh, oh, man. Man, you get, you get a porno star that looks like Britney Spears, so pretty much any of them. Oh, yeah. I like that. Britney Spears, the men in me. Yeah, baby. Oh, you mean a regular movie? I think Britney gets a biopic. Look, 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 let's tell look, I, I have to make predictions for next year, and I believe Britney's going to be on one of my big predictions. Um, Britney only gets a movie made about her if the worst thing happens. We all know what the worst thing is. That Britney's no longer around. That's the only way we're going to get a Britney movie. We got that kind of half-assed Whitney Houston movie. We used to get great biopic. I mean, I mean, think of the biopics that we've had for, for legendary, and I'm not claiming that Britney Spears is a legendary performer, but Johnny Cash walked the line. 
Hell, even even Great Balls of Fire with Dennis Quaid was fantastic. The latest Elvis movie, which was great, showed what kind of prick Tom Parker was. Fuck him. Shit on his gravesite in Vegas. Ray Charles. Which, by the way, sad to say that, that Ray passed away before the movie was released, so he never got to see it. Ta-da! That's how you craft a joke and you don't even try. But I don't know. Do we have anybody that warrants a a, a, a great music biopic movie like that? Is, is there anybody? Whose life story? I mean, Prince... I keep hearing about a Prince biopic, but they, they're never going to get the right person to play Prince. And who's going to play Morris Day? Because Morris Day has to be in there. But, okay, so ask family, I'm going to ask you. Arise says Prince, okay. The poor deaf fans missed that joke, yeah. Um, aside from Prince, ask family, who would you like to see a biopic made of? See, Flavor Flav, the shit on my floor. Arised another home run with Madonna, which I do believe that one is being filmed, or it was being filmed before the strike. Uh, I heard when Ray Charles read the reviews for his movie, he was blinded by fury. Ozzy, Michael Jackson, or Jordan? Oh, Michael Jordan. Okay, biopic on Michael Jordan. I'm surprised there hasn't been. Well, I'm not, because, oof. Dale Earnhardt, I'd like to see that. Hank Williams, they've had a couple of those, but it was terrible, Gibby. They had that Tom Hiddleston play that, and I saw the light. It was fucking terrible. Bruno Mars could be Prince or Morris Day, please. Bruno Mars does not have the coolness to play either one of those guys. Van Halen, Ron Jeremy, you brought him up, Arnie. Sam Kennison. Madonna, Eddie Van Halen, Neil Diamond. They're kind of doing a retrospect of Neil Diamond right now in the theater. That one could get made into a movie, but I don't know. Panda, you're on vacation, so hopefully you're not listening. And, I mean, the jazz singer was kind of his coming out story, so they did one on Michael Jordan. Have we forgotten about Space Jam? The swamp pimp that deep-flowered Britney. It only needs to be about 30 seconds of his 17th year of life. Amen to that. Movies about Dale Earnhardt and Paul Walker would have the same ending. Eesh. I like the George Michael Wham! documentary. I bet he'd be a good biopic. Somebody said, what, Sam Kinison, that one's pretty interesting. Um... You know the one I would see a lot of people would probably go see is the Ozzy Osbourne one. I think that one would be fantastic. Michael Jackson, 
Here, here's the thing with Michael Jackson. R. Kelly. You get a raincoat when you go in there. Paul Walker movie called Crash and Burn. Joe Biden called Corn Pop. Um, I don't think a Michael Jackson movie gets released for one simple fact. That who's going to tell the story? Are we going to tell the story that that we want to believe that that yeah, Michael Jackson was a weird kid toucher? Or are we going to get the story that we always hear is that Michael Jackson just loved children. He never did anything inappropriate with children. Chris Farley, that's not a bad one. Don't know if his light shined long enough for that. I'd love to see it, though, but nobody could play him. Nobody could do that role justice. I, the Michael Jackson one's intriguing, but you're you're gonna the true diehard Michael Jackson fans aren't going to buy it because they're gonna show all the stuff that we all think is true. And if a if a diehard Michael Jackson fan does make the movie, then we don't get the stuff in there that we want to see that we think is true. That movie's hard to make. That movie is very very hard to make. Bahad baby. I haven't heard from her in a long time. Good old Bahad Bahaby. She's still doing her OnlyFans stuff. I gave up on her. She was she she was just too stupid. I mean, she she just she kinda jumped the shark. Yeah, not kinda jumped the shark. She totally Yeah. Uh, uh. Ah, uh, 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 yeah, yeah. I ain't nothing like these hoes. Don't compare me to no one. Money green like a C-Lo. C-Lo green. Yeah, my pocket's so swollen. Swollen with cash. I ain't nothing like these hoes. Yeah. Don't compare me to no one. Money green like a C-Lo. Yeah, my pocket's so swollen. Look, these hoes be fake flossing. Fake ass jewelry got a neck rash. Kelly says, holy fuck, she's back. She's a millionaire now with her own, uh, with her OnlyFans. And I think a pocket pussy, too. That doesn't surprise me. Good Lord. You know a biopic that I'd like to see? Ah, uh, where is it? Where, where the hell did it go? Oh, come on. I can't do this. You can't do this shit to me. There it is. I want to see this fella. Oh, it was already out. It was called Black Hawk Down. Okay. Y'all ready? Let's go. Uh, uh. This is bumping all over the Middle East, motherfuckers. Our man, the one and only, Balsy. Hey, I'm not your leader. Dual resident and the biggest cheater. You guys will be all the best. Khatam. Khatam.
आता हूँ मैं पी आई ए कसम गुर्बत को खत्म करना सीखा रहमान से गरीबों को बैन कर मसलान से बम्बू देना है जिस रिश्ते के स्टूडियो को अंदर करना है गवर्नमेंट जॉब हर एक मजलूम को दूंगा उनके जॉब के लिए छह लाख तो जब चाहूँ मैं फॉरन स्ट्राइक मेरे बच्चे दुबई और लंदन मेरी सिक्योरिटी टेट है जाऊँ तो सौ बंदा साथ तुम्हें करो पुलिस का सारी रात खैर पाकिस्तानी तुम्हें एक बात बताना वोट मिल गया चलो पाँच साल बाद आना बहुत से बनाना चलो चलो Now, now, if we don't get a biopic about old bossy banana here, all right, enough of this fella here. Then you better give me one on him. I mean, come on, think about how this song is. He's 305 till he dies. We're talking about the one and only entertainer extraordinaire, Pitbull. A biopic about him? Oh, yeah. How he comes over on a boat and somebody gives him a blazer and a pair of glasses and then he becomes Mr. Entertainment? Because he's 305 till he dies. I mean, anybody, anybody that can take a song about oppression and poverty in Africa and make it a salsa number? That's talent right there. That is talent. Still better than the Seagal Punani music. Everything is better than that. That is just treacherous. A biopic on the Eagles would love that. Now, that wouldn't be too bad. That would be a good one. That'd be one people would be interested to see. See if they got along or not, all that kind of stuff. There you go. That's not bad. Um... We're just going to keep going today just because we got enough stories to keep going. <laughs> I don't understand this story. I, I just don't. A biopic on Alice in Chains. You know what would be great is if they did a biopic on grunge. Because all those guys ran together. Well, the guys from Alice in Chains hung out with the Pearl Jam guys, and they hung out with Soundgarden guys. They had Temple of a Dog. They had all these side projects that they worked on. I'd love to see a biopic on Seattle in that in that time frame when it blew up. You can end the movie with the death of Lane Staley and then the death of Kurt Cobain. I ain't got a problem with that. That, that would be a great movie. Um... All my Bachelor fans out there, right now you got the, the, the silver version, the golden Bachelor. This is Grandpa Moses out there. Well, I'm looking for a lady that's going to stay with me for the next four years of my life because, well, I'm old as shit. Um, but this isn't about that. This is about the show Bachelor in Paradise. Which, by the way, when they when they rebuild that one out next year, Bachelor in Paradise, this is where all the losers go. They go on, like, you know, some cool vacation in Barbados or, you know, Turks and Caicos or something like that, right? 
They better include some of them old broads from this year because if they don't, that's ageism. You're going to tell me that them dudes that are on The Bachelor wouldn't fuck them old gals? Come on now. So this is about Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, one contestant's struggle uh, ended up costing her time on the, the, the island. 27-year-old Sam Jeffries has gone nine days without a bowel movement when the show's on-call emergency room physician decided to get involved. Where's Sam? Yeah, where's Sam? I don't know. I think she went back upstairs to... Is she not feeling good? Sam? Sam, I am. She's always disappearing. Paradise is great, but I've just been having some stomach issues, and I'm going on nine days of no pooping. How can you go nine days of no pooping? I just can't go to the bathroom. And I sit there and sit there and wait and try and nothing, and took a couple laxatives and nothing. Because I'm not pooping, I'm now thinking about it more, so it's causing me to stress. So I took a stool softener (laughs) yesterday morning, and... I didn't feel it until I was standing at the rose ceremony. Oh, Welcome yeah. to the first rose ceremony of oh, the summer here in Paradise. Happen. Uh-oh. She's starting to sweat. Sorry. Am I sweating? Uh-oh. We're just hot. Uh-oh. We, we, do Gentlemen, we have a poop eight roses to hand out. Ladies, there are 11 of you. Uh-oh. So I'm at the rose ceremony, drenched in sweat, because I finally have to go to the bathroom. Of course, of all times, of all times, I had to go to the bathroom during the first rose ceremony. And I'm squeezing everything, like, I'm literally flexing my core, trying not to poop my pants. Poop your pants! Sam. My first rose. So, oh, come on, poop I go on through your the rose ceremony, I get a rose from Aaron, and then we all tears at the end. <laughs> And as soon as we were done, I didn't have to go to the bathroom anymore. Oh. I was like, you're kidding me. Like, are you, is this real? So they've kicked her off the show for not shitting? I'm just says, holy shit, this is my girlfriend. She went seven days, no pooping. Tried uh, enemas and Metamucil. Get some Indian food, extra spicy. Fly in Taco Bell stat. They're in Mexico. Drink the fucking water. Does she feel the wrath of God in her pants? Where's this video? Oh, hold on a second here. There you go. I'll I'll share it with you. Don't you worry about it. (laughs) So she can't crap, so they're kicking her off the show. No, she is full of shit. Hey, now. You see what I did there? Hey, now. (laughs) Look, a poop store in ass goes wild. How about some good old magnesium and sphincter massage? Yeah, yeah. get her a cup of magnesium pills. She'll be going for days. I would say no shit to drink in the water, but that's kind of her problem. She's probably not pooping because she probably doesn't eat anything. That could be a big one right there because she's a skinny gal. She's kind of rock-hard body. She probably eats like a leaf a day and a whole bunch of water. I bet she pees about 98 times a day. 
But she ain't pooping. You ain't pooping, you ain't living. I'm just telling you that right now. Now, there is a very funny story to report for all my Sacramento people. Do you remember the name Gavin Maloof? You remember him? Him and his brother were the owners of the Kings. I like to refer to them as the either the McStupids or the McGoofs, depending on what my mood was, because these guys almost did irreparable harm to the Sacramento Kings in that market of Sacramento. You see, they bought the team because their daddy at one time, who owned a big, gigantic beer distributorship in Houston, owned the Houston Rockets. Well, they sold their interest when daddy passed away, and they said they they hated that. So then they bought controlling interest, and they had a, a couple of beer places here or there in Sacramento, and they bought the Kings. And these guys wanted nothing more than to move the Kings to Las Vegas because they made a lot of money. They bought a casino, the Palms Casino, and they did everything in their power to ruin the Kings' relationship with the city of Sacramento. Now, I will say this. I was never a true Sacramento Kings fan. I rooted for them. I wanted to do them well because I lived in the city. But I will say this, and I've said this a number of times, there was no fan base more loyal than the, than the Kings fans. The Kings fans suffered years and years and years of mediocrity to shittiness to finally getting to the playoffs. And what did the Magoofs do? They used that to their benefit. Instead of hosting an all-star game in Sacramento due to not enough hotel rooms, even though I don't think that was a problem at the time, um, they hosted the NBA all-star game in Las Vegas, which was a very, very bad all-star game. Bad things happened at it. And then the next year, the Magoof brothers decided, hey, we're, we're done with Sacramento. Let's stop paying for good free agents. But... Let's raise ticket prices. They did so to the point where they were about to sell the team, and they did sell the team, and the team was going to move to Seattle. But late heroics by Kevin Johnson saved the Sacramento Kings and kept them in Sacramento, and the Magoofs went on their merry way. Wasn't one of marriages, their sisters. Uh, I, I believe Adrian Maloof is their sister. Um, but Gavin Maloof, 44, or I don't even know how old he is. Um, this is a story about Jennifer Cortenmanch. She's accused of stealing nearly $445,000 from Gavin Magoof. Whoops, a daisy. Las Vegas police uncovered text messages during a probe into threatening messages and photographs received by Magoof, who is part of the Vegas Golden Knights hockey team. The text message exchanged between her and a friend say, oh, my God, this is it. He broke up with his bitch finally, and he wants me to come out with him. I'm not letting, uh, I'm not letting or anything stop me from my chance for both of us. 
I love it. I love that a Magoo got taken. Now, granted, they found out, and they found the scam, and he's going to end up getting his money back. But what a fucking tool. I tell you this right now. Their last name should be Craftsman because they're such fucking tools. I didn't like any of the Magoof brothers. They were all a bunch of dickbags that liked our radio station. By the way, they loved our show. You want to talk about fanboys. These guys were fanboys. And I didn't like, I, I couldn't stand them from the moment I met. And I only got to meet them like twice. And they were fanning out, but they still had the, their big gigantic egos. And they are both a couple of jack-offs. Go Lakers and the Kings fans are bandwagon to the fullest. Uh, if it was Lakers home game every time they came to sack until they got good, well, I know that Kings fans supported going to games, and that's all I can I can count on. Um, and then these guys ruined it. These guys fucking changed it for everybody. I'm glad the new guy has a new stadium. Is it still the little little Indian fella that owns the Kings? Anybody but these two. He they're they're gonna ruin that hockey team. I know that hockey team just won a Stanley Cup too, didn't they? That just makes me even more sick. God almighty. Uh, let's see. What are we gonna do here? Let's do this, shall we? There has been a big run lately. Uh Especially in France right now. Ha ha, wee wee. And it has to do with something that just scares the shit out of me when you talk about it. I stopped watching the Kings when they trotted out with their I can't breathe gear on. That was just stupid. Um, the telltale signs that there are bed bugs. In your hotel room. Well, number one, you're in France. Because that's where they're having a big one right now. Uh, mattress expert Martin Seeley. Uh, does he work for Seeley Mattresses? That would make him an expert. Outlines the five warning signs to watch for. Number one, rust-colored dots on the mattress. If you see rust-colored dots on the mattress... It's not because somebody leaked their fucking cast iron skillet on there. No, it's because these are bugs, which means do not put your shit down and go. Number two thing to look for, eggs. You should also keep your eyes for peeled eggs. It may sound obvious that spotting eggs would be a telltale sign of a bug infection. I would think it's just somebody who likes hard-boiled eggs. Oh, not those kind. Because that would be kind of weird to walk into a hotel room and there's a bunch of fucking (laughs) cracked eggs everywhere. I'd be like, oh, my God, it's a bed bug infestation. Not many people know, but bed bugs love hard-boiled eggs. They're easy to spot. They're a whole millimeter wide. And they're often a pale yellow color. If you find any of these eggs, run for the hills. Number three, a musty odor. 
Be alert to musty odors once you've shown your room. You may have been into the hotel. It smells a little strange before, but the uh, if it's a strong, musty, unpleasant odor, run. Dark spots on the walls. Bed bugs can also leave stains on the wall, too. Well, anybody can leave a stain on the wall. I mean, that's easy. Worn or aged upholstery. Well, you can't stay any motels in. And don't you pretty much have to burn everything once you get bed bugs? Oh, that frightens the shit out of me. Now, another telltale sign that you could have bed bugs. If you know anyone, and I mean anyone, from Oklahoma City. That show bed bugs have become more prevalent in the Sooner State. Why? Because they like stupid things. Exterminators uh, are doing what they can to fix the problem. Quote, we're seeing a major increase. We went from not being one of the top 50 uh, in our cities of the United States to being the number nine city now. Oklahoma City ranks number nine for worst cities with bed bugs. Oh, God. Let's look at number. Oh, wait, wait, where do we go? I want to dismiss this. Let's go. Oh, dear God. Wait a second. Oklahoma City's not number nine. Uh, let's see. Terminex basis ratings based on the city top 50 cities for bed bug infestations are number one, Los Angeles, California. Number two, Cleveland, Ohio. Number three, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Number four, Detroit, Michigan. By the way, shocking, 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 shocking. <laughs> Seriously. Really? I mean, uh, number five, New York City. New York City! Number six, Chicago. Number seven, Dallas. Eight, Indianapolis. It has Cincinnati, number nine, but Oklahoma City has jumped way up there. They've jumped from 23 to nine. And by the way, Sacramento, California is 49th. Mm. Isn't this whole country of France one big musty odor? Yes, and that's why bed bugs have infested them. That and lice. That's the one thing I, you know, I, we, 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 little Roscoe, he's growing up. You know, he's, he's like one and a half now or whatever. Boy, the one thing I don't want him to do is ever get lice. Because, and, and look here, I, I already know. I know that there's a bunch of y'all that probably had lice at some time in your life. I never did, knock on wood. Um, but you were referred to as the dirty kid. I, I, I'm just telling you that right now. You're referred to as the dirty kid. If you ever get lice, you're, you're going to be, no, it, it, and by the way, not good. Not good. It hurts the social advances in, in schooling. 
You know what? It's great to be lice. They get head <laughs> all the time. I remember that was one of my favorite things to do to a certain. <laughs> Uh, it sucks, but at least you've shaved head. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's look. When I was a kid growing up, I had I have a dry scalp, so I had dandruff. And when they would flick through my hair and dandruff would fall out, I'd be so scared. I never wanted to be that kid. It was just dandruff every time. I was like, oh, thank God. I hated life's checking day. Life's checking day was worse than doing the five minute run. You remember that growing up in, in either elementary school or junior high? You had the three and the five-minute run where you just run for five minutes. But by the way, great, great lesson plan. Just run for five minutes. I hated running days and lice hair check days. Oh, those were the worst. But uh, <laughs> once got it as a kid, and I used to refer to her as a dirty person. Oh, she hated that. Oh, she hated that. Uh, have you decided what uh, what the first word you're going to teach him? Well, I've tried to teach him fuck a number of times, along with others. He's got mama pretty much down and up. He knows that one. He doesn't have Gigi down yet or Mr. Arnie. I'm kind of disappointed he hasn't uttered out Mr. Arnie yet. But we're still working on it. I'll take fuck over Mr. Arnie, though. (laughs) Uh, By the way, uh, I haven't mentioned it uh, recently. Christopher has a great movie review up. I also have a movie review up, but not as coherent as... Christopher's on the 1920 uh, movie Killers of the Flower Moon, the Scorsese, Robert De Niro, Leonardo DiCaprio, big blockbuster, three-hour and 40-minute fucking movie. I didn't get it. Christopher gives an 8 out of 10. I didn't get it. So there you go. He should learn child support. Oh, yes. Use coconut oil. It gets out lice. Not mine. Uh... He's dead. Oh, wait. He'd actually have to see his dad. I'm sure that he hasn't learned daddy yet. No need. No. Do we have an update on Casa de State? No, there's no updates. No. Everything's going great. They don't live here anymore. Things are fine. Oh, you know what? I do have one small update. One very, 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 very small update. And I found this to be really funny. And it happened last week. Um, he comes to the house to get Roscoe because we watch him in the afternoon. And he's a little late. And he says, well, sorry, sorry, sorry I was late. Uh, I, I, I did, my battery died, and I, I had to get a new battery. I had to get a jump, blah, 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 Because that's how he talks. He literally just, he rambles until he mumbles, and we can't understand what he's saying. I said, wait a second. Hold on. This is the new car that you just got? He goes, yeah. So in his new car, the battery died one day into it. One day. Yeah, I found that to be kind of funny. But I didn't say anything. I just said, oh, okay. He doesn't talk a lot to me anymore, which I'm fine with that. 
No, it's not a Nissan. It's a it's a Volkswagen. He got the Jetta. He's a man, and and I even I go I go. You realize that you're a man driving a Jetta, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, how many cars did you look at? I looked at that and then a, a, a BMW 5 Series. I'm like, a BMW 5 Series? Well, yeah, it was, it was like 2012. I'm like, okay. Spawn needs to look for an older man. They sold him a lemon since he works for another dealer. He got a Jetta with a box of tampons. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Uh, all right, let's see. Let's do this story, shall we? <laughs> we have to take a little trip here. Everyone from Florida is stupid. Everyone from Florida is dumb. No, Spawn did not I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's trash can. We have a problem in Florida right now, buddy. Uh, he'll buy another car instead of a battery. How the fuck were those the only two options? Oh, I believe somebody's credit's not that good. You don't buy a VW at a Chevy dealership. Oh, I, I know these things. I know, I know, I know. Okay. No, he didn't want a German car. He wanted a car. He wanted a new car. He didn't like his car that he had. It blew up on him. He wanted a car. That's all. Stories out of, uh, where is this, out of Orange County, Florida. And it's from a Chick-fil-A in Brooksville, Florida. Mmm, gorgeous. Gorgeous area. A woman is suing Chick-fil-A. And this is how you can tell if this is a frivolous lawsuit or not. For $50,000. What's the point? <laughs> Shitera. Her name is Shitera. It's S-H-I apostrophe T-E-R-R-A. Shitera. Her name is Shit. Shitera Sharp became violently ill after eating a black chicken nugget. (laughs) She ate the black chicken nugget that left her vomiting until she had no strength left to do so. She ordered a portion of chicken nuggets from Chick-fil-A. She had already tucked into her food when she realized that the chicken was black in color. After consuming the suspicious meat, she became violently ill. She was nauseated. She's now seeking $50,000. And there's a picture of it. I got to say something here. Now, um, oh, crap. What happened to that page? Um. If, I'm going to probably notice that there's a, a rank taste in the chicken nugget if it's black on the inside. Okay? Now, this is how you can tell it's a frivolous lawsuit. Because she's only she's suing for $50,000. Does she owe somebody like forty grand? <laughs> That's why I don't understand. See, th- this, is what, th- this is why I should be a lawyer. 
I do not have any criminal training whatsoever. I don't have any legal training whatsoever, but I'm not stupid. $50,000, Chick-fil-A might actually think about taking that to court because that might be a cheaper way for them to go. It might not cost $50,000 for them to defend themselves in court. Now, they're going to settle with her. And I'm going to tell you this right now. They're going to settle with her. She's going to get like five grand. She's going to get five grand and free Chick-fil-A for the rest of her life. This is why I do not like this. Sue them for $100 million. The settlement will be a lot more. If you, if you sue for $100 million, you might get a million-dollar fucking payday. That sounds better than five grand. Stinkfist says, how black was the chicken nugget? So black, Kim Kardashian fucked it. Boom. Was the nugget mostly peaceful? Calling BS, she bought that nugget a month ago and put it in the box. How is there a picture of it? Their nuggets are not that big. That's one bite. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it. That's, hold on, there's video too? Okay, oh, we got video of her giving a play-by-play. Well, there's no sound. That's that. That's appalling. Wait, hold on. Is there another one here? Oh. What do you? No, that's chick. That that's sausage right there. I don't know what that. Women finds maggots in her Auckland restaurant. Okay, that no. I want to know what the black. It's not black chicken. It's just undercooked chicken. How do you undercook a chicken nugget? Mm-hmm. Say the nugget caused you to spill coffee and sue for a billion. There you go. But Arnie, she needs new nails, new lashes, and to get her hair did. The nugget was protesting her stomach and her name. It wasn't going to something named shit. Her name is shit. She, Tara. Oh, if, if I would have been a teacher, once again, the reason why it's good I'm not a teacher, first day of school, I look and go, shit era. Shit era? I'm sure it's shy Tara. Or it's she Tara. I'm sure I'm sure it's some fucking stupid pronunciation that makes no fucking sense. By the way, favorite restaurant in every state, favorite food chain. Chick-fil-A has got the Southwest covered. Daylight Donuts has Alabama and Georgia and Tennessee, because they're all you know, butt plugs. Uh, in and out is Nevada and California, Chick-fil-A, all over, wow, Utah, Wyoming, Montana, everywhere. Papa Murphy's is in Alaska, ugh. Five Guys in Vermont, that's it. Ain't nobody says McDonald's. All right. McDonald's ain't on the list no more. There you go. Maybe they should, I don't know, put onions on their fucking burger again. Like La'a. Is pronounced Ladasha. No, it doesn't. L-A dash A is not pronounced Ladasha. Oh, Ladasha. That's fucking genius. Shatash Dara. Is that her name? Shatash Dara. Awful. Now, this story, it, it just, it, it puzzles me. It happened in Great Britain. A U.K. judge ordered a pregnant 11-year-old to get an abortion. 
how about the first thing the judge does is take the 11-year-old away from the parents? Because why is an 11-year-old getting knocked up? The judge ordered that termination was the best uh, interest of the girl. Court documents stemming from a private hearing last month have already been publicly released and show the 10-year-old girl identified as As was raped by a 14-year-old she met online. She was reportedly raped a few weeks later by another 14-year-old after her 11th birthday. Uh, She became pregnant after being raped by a 14-year-old. Okay. All right. Where are her parents? I know I sound like the oldest man in the fucking yard right now. Why is this girl, why is an 11-year-old not monitored? I I don't know. I, that, look, this could be a lengthy discussion that we can get into tomorrow, but um, do y'all not monitor your 11-year-olds on the internet? I mean, when I was 11, there were certain TV shows I couldn't watch. Have we just thrown our hands up? Oh, well, we can't stop them. Their friends are going to have the internet. So what what can we do? You can be parents. You can do the hardest job that's known to mankind and be a fucking parent. Or you can be part of the problem. Which do you want to be? Do you want to be that cool guy parent that ends up buying your kids liquor at 15, turning them into a a rousing alcoholic by 25? Or do you want to be the parent that says, no, I'm not going to buy you any. I realize that you're a teenager and you're probably going to indulge in some if you can get your hands on it. But I'm not going to be the one that's physically responsible for you getting alcohol. Yeah, she got raped twice by two different 14-year-olds. Why is she on the internet? And by the way, before anybody stops me and says, well, already everybody has to have the You do not have to have the internet. You have to have air. You have to have water. But you do not have to have the internet. We survive for generation after generation after generation without said internet. Her parents should be brought up on charges. They allowed this to happen, not once, but twice. Now, I I don't know where anybody stands on this about the 11-year-old having to get an abortion because the judge said so. I don't care. I don't care. If you think she should, go ahead. If you think she shouldn't, go ahead. I don't care. I'm not going to get into the fight. Arnie, what's your opinion? Well, it's my opinion. I'll keep it to myself that I think that this little girl should be able to make the decision on her own. And if she wants to terminate the pregnancy, then she should be able uh, allowed to. If she doesn't, well, then that's her choice too. I think it's wrong on her part if she thinks that she's going to raise a baby at 11. But once again, I don't have to look in the mirror like she will. Serge Dad says, good morning, Arnie. You ask if parents monitor an 11-year-old. This parent does. Uh, this by Sawyer is not on the fucking internet. This is why Sawyer is not on the fucking internet. Yes. I love being on the internet. You know why? Because I belong on the internet. My show belongs on the internet. My show is an adult-themed show. And I say a lot of very, very brash, 
very, very caustic things on here in, in the means of entertainment. And in no way is this a children's show. No way it'll ever be a children's show. All I have to say are the words, hot, kinky Joe, and I'm not a children's show. Safety guy says, I monitor my 17-year-old. Because the internet is the Wild West. Do you know why countries want to fight over it so much? It's because there's so much money on the internet. And if you can regulate it and start fining people, you can start making your own money off the internet. And once that happens, and if it happens in my lifetime, I'll be very upset because then I won't have a place to broadcast anymore. This is why I say, please, whatever you do, do not sign up for the free governmental internet or government internet. You know, where they, they, they tried to guilt you into that, that, that ad where no child should have to go to a laundromat just to get Wi-Fi. Well, they don't have to. They can go to the library. I understand that we have to learn computers and things like that because that's the way of the world. But what happens when AI comes alive and shuts down all the electricity? How are we going to communicate with each other? Because kids today don't know how to fucking write their own damn names. I pay the bill. He lives under my roof, and I'm responsible for him until he's an adult. There you go, safety guy. What sucks is there's irreversible mental and emotional damage done. Further damage will occur from an abortion as well as raising a baby on her own. There's no right answer at this point for that girl. And that's why I'm struggling with that answer. I'm going to leave it up to her. I don't want her parents to be a part of that decision at all because her parents are the reason why she's in this fucking, in this pickle that she's in. It's a little bit more than a pickle, but it's a pickle. We do not need more government. We need better uh, non-lazy parents and better communities and a better court system where parents are penalized for parenting. Hallelujah, amen, and... Correct the mundo! Like I said, if you want to get pissed off, watch the movie Old Dads. And all that stuff right there you'll find in there, and then you see Bill Maher just give it, or Bill Burr going into it. All right, our final story of the day. Now, now look here. A lot of people want to accuse me of picking on southern towns and southern states. I mean, we have music for every, every state that we like to pick on, don't we? I mean, Arkansas. I mean, then we have... And then, of course, we have the the old faithful here. Wish I never went to Rocky Top because Tennessee shit ain't no people are places. See, I mean, and, and and then of course we have if you're from Louisiana. Ah, down in the bio, baby. But every once in a while, there is a story out of the great state of Texas. Oh, I love Zydeco too, Kale. 
great music. Now look here. We got some weird, creepy people in this state, too. This guy, 27-year-old Colton Tyler Ryan. He's from Harris County. That's, that, that, that's the butthole of the state. That's the city of Houston. Fuck Houston. Is being charged with a third-degree felony. Yikes. And in Texas, boy, you're, you're going to Huntsville there, son. After he allegedly installed the Facebook Messenger app on a young boy's phone. They're not saying a a 10-year-old. First of all, why does a 10-year-old have a phone? But okay, whatever. So Mr. Ryan put a Messenger app on the boy's phone and started making contact with him at all hours of the day without the consent of the boy's parents. Now, Mama saw this guy around the apartment complex, kind of circling around. Now, what he was doing was he was setting this young boy up, and he sent him a message saying, Hey, uh, I want you to meet me in the public bathroom at the apartment complex. And he sent it to him while the 10-year-old was outside playing with his friends. Now, now I'm no parent, but I'm here to tell you uh, that you can pass this one on. I'm going to learn you something here. If anybody, if anybody out of the blue clear sky texts you and says, hey, meet me in a public bathroom, something bad is fixing to happen to you. There you go. Okay. Hey, meet me in the public, John. You're either going to get raped, you're going to get murdered, maybe cocaine. I, I, I don't know. He allegedly took the boy into the public bathroom. The boy told investigators that Ryan raised his voice and forced him to take a photo with him. The complaint stated on the defi- uh, defendant cause of pain. Um, well, he wasn't there to rape him. He wasn't there to kill him. He was there to bite his neck like a vampire. Didn't George Michael meet somebody in a public bathroom? Exactly. But this guy wanted to bite his neck like a vampire. Now... Do I judge? Do I judge unfairly? No, no, no. This guy's a whack job. This this guy's a whack job. He wants to bite his neck like a vampire. What in the fuck is wrong with you, boy? See, this is where I'd like to be a cop. I'd get on this call, I'd be like, you know what? You ain't going to last in prison. You ain't going to last in jail because this is a jailable offense, definitely. And once they find out that you're a weird kid toucher that wants to bite them, yeah, you're going to get raped every day. So this is what we're this is what this is what I'm going to do real quick as a police officer. Um, I'm going to give you the opportunity not to go to prison. No, I'm, I imagine he's going to be saying, "Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you so much." So then, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put him in my police car. We're going to take a little drive. 
we're going to find this 10-year-old, uh, and, and, and hopefully if he has a daddy or not. And if he has no daddy, then hopefully he has an uncle. And if he doesn't have an uncle, well, that's where Officer Arnie will take, in, uh, take over. Um, I'm going to take this fella out to a place where there ain't a lot of video cameras, and I'm going to turn off my dash cam and do all that kind of stuff. And I am going to beat the living piss out of this kid. I might handcuff him and then foot cuff him to the squad car and just relentlessly beat him for about 30 minutes and then leave him there and say, hey, if you bite a kid again, you lure a kid on the Internet again, it's going to be worse. And he's going to be sitting there going, oh, it's going to be worse. Oh, it can be worse. I'm just going to tell you this right now. Fire ants in your asshole is not something you want. I will go out and I will go to a fire ant hill and I'll get me one of them turkey basters and I'll kick the dirt off the top of it and I'll let all the fire ants come out and I'll start sucking them up into the turkey baster. And then, without lube, I'm going to take that turkey baster and jam it in your fucking asshole and I'm going to release the hounds the hounds of hell that are red fire ants in your butthole. See if I'm playing. Brush his teeth with a shotgun, hand him a shovel and dig his own grave. Eight inches could understand if it was ten years ago with the Twilight movie came out, but this is a little late. You yell Rodney as you beat him. No, but I guarantee you this. That son bitch walked out of there. First of all, he ain't going to be walking out of there. But I'm going to tell you this. He'd be telling his friends. I ain't seen a beating like that since somebody stuck a banana in my pants and turned a monkey loose. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that fire ants in the butthole thing. Maybe I, You know what? Maybe I'll send that to the, the leader of Ukraine. Maybe they can start doing that to the Russians they find. Oh, you guys like the color red so much. How about these red ants in your ass? All right, that does it for me today, ass family. We will be back tomorrow. Same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Remember, I need it today, people. I need the vibes. I need the love. Game 7, American League Championship Series. My beloved Texas Rangers looking to go back to the World Series and win possibly the first one. You gotta beat those shitheads, the Astros. When dreaming, gotta That's what you call a post right there. Time and time again. So hopefully tomorrow we'll be in a great mood, ready to broadcast, ready to be ready for the World Series. So until then, Please remember every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, ass family, adios, everybody. I'm on my way to Amarillo. I can't seem to get my fill of that little West Texas town. I've got a sweet thing built right, Betty. Head to toe, she's mighty pretty living in that West Texas town. Friday comes, it's time to roll. Time for me to hit the road. I've got my eyes on the horizon. My little dish in that panhandle lights
Waiting to arrest him. 